Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is Jacob Ross with J.O.B. Morelia. This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. You're listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast. Enjoy. Welcome, all. It's episode 76, the Herpeticulture Podcast. I'm Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. I'm Jacob Ross of J.O.B. Morelia. And we are joined tonight by the man of many talents, Mr. Brett Bender. Hello, everybody. He's, yeah, yeah. Big, he's got it all, that's right. The, a big welcome to the state of Texas. <laughs> oh, boy. He's that's part right. of the Texas Can't hold gang. us back. Can't hold us back right now. Uh, um, and before <laughs> before we really jump in, got to make sure everyone knows that this show is made possible by Morelia Cages. My, Mar- oh, Morelia Python Cages. And Steve Snakeshuary. So check both of those guys out. I was texting awesome. with Sean today. I actually told him how much I really like my rack. I love it. I want more. Nice. He kills it. Oh yeah, dude. I've already I've already got more planned out with him. It's good. You always gotta be one step ahead. Yeah, man. Planning that stuff out. It's a big game of the big game of Tetris. Yep. Yeah, thank God yeah. there's people that have the ability to, to make that kind of thing work because I I don't have that engineering ability. <laughs> Yeah, he's actually he's working on some new designs now for uh, stackability and ease of uh, ease of build and all that good stuff. So he's uh, doing some cool things for sure. Awesome. Yep. We need we need more of that. Keep it keep it on going. Yeah, man. And then if you want hot sauce, Steve Kennedy. It's Steve Snakeshuary. He's the man. Venom, Venom hot sauces. They're delicious. Get on it. Magic, magically delicious. <laughs> yeah, one might dare to say. One may dare say. <laughs> one may dare to venture. I, th- I thought I had some. I got outbid on the uh, forest fan and oh uh, yeah auction. Uh, they were in there. I was, I was going deep, and then I then I slacked on like auction day and lost out on. Them. I was all bummed. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to dial up that web page and order some 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 up. Yeah, man, you gotta get some. They're really good. Nice. Uh, what, the, what I like about them is like if when you after you use them, you can use them all up and stuff, and then wash those things out, and they make cool with just like little wall art. You know what I mean? Like with with the labels on. Yeah, them the and labels stuff, are nice. You know, nice. Got, yeah, they're it's really cool. It's so not you like paper. Set up, set up. Yeah, you can set up like a little display or something in your snake room, or like it's not. Oh, gonna, yeah. It's not gonna like come off when you wash it. It's like a matte plastic kind of label. Yeah, so just nice high quality. Very cool. They look good. Yeah, it's good. You always got to be decorating the herp room. Make it, yeah, make it cozy. You want to make it cozy. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, Jake, how are the the babies? Babies are doing great. Yeah, uh, I actually I had a clutch. I've had my clutch start hatching the uh, Saturday, I think, and then they were all out by Monday. And yeah, they're all doing well. Just kind of chilling right now. Did you figure out which ones were the twins yet? Uh, oh yeah, it was pretty obvious. Um, really? They were they are much much smaller than the others. 
I'm a little worried about one of them. Um, it's uh, his his belly button or hers. Her belly button was open a little bit when she came out. Mm-hmm. Um, still had a little little bit of blood vessels attached to it and stuff from the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one, the other one seemed healthy. It's just really really small. So that's cool. I've we'll never see. had that. I've never had twins yet. Yeah, it was a uh, you know this is this is only my second clutch I've ever got, so it was definitely a uh, a surprise. That's awesome. I've heard they always catch up pretty well in development to the uh, the siblings. They catch let's up hope, pretty quickly. Let's hope so. I uh, I'm a little like the, the small one. I'm not I'm not so worried about because she was pretty spunky. I think they're females. I didn't really try to sex them too much. I I made one attempt at popping them both because I know whenever I pop babies i normally do it two three times just to make sure sure i got it but i did them once real quick and i think they're females but i'm gonna kind of let them chill because i I don't know i just felt like i was gonna break them man they were so small and then that one with the kind of the open belly button kind of threw me off so i was like "Eh, i'm not really gonna yeah and he was actually he looked it was or she she looked really fat like it almost looked like she ate something. Like you know, she was she was chunky. I I don't know, man. It was, it was... Took, down, took down her yolk sack, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. So we'll see. Gonna get him on some food here, probably in the next I don't know week and a half, two weeks. Hopefully, wait till they shut out first. But you have any more clutches coming soon? Uh no. I think that's gonna be it for the year for me. Mm-hmm. So damn. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, plenty, man. I'm plenty. gonna I'm gonna take a light, get another baby rack for next year, and uh, try to get a couple more clutches. He's working before yeah. he, he's building the arsenal before he storms the beaches. Oh that's yeah, right. man. That's <laughs> I, I I got I got the incubator set for the next hopefully long long years, and then now I just need a need another baby rack, and we'll be good to go, man. Ooh, I gotta set nice. mine up this weekend. My incubator, I just realized me and Katie had a whole conversation last night about where my, I was going to put the incubator. <laughs> I've been there, dude. I snuck it in the bedroom. It's going in the closet. Uh, yeah. I know it's pretty, cons- it's pretty consistent in this room, temperature-wise. What if I put an incubator in this corner? Yeah. Well, that's what like, I was telling her. It's like, like a, it's going to look like a wine fridge. Yeah. No one would know. Your friends yeah. Just yeah. Mine's a converted wine fridge. fridge. I was like, I'll put yeah. it in this corner. No one will even know. Like, yeah. We don't have that many people yeah. come over, and if they do, they already know that I'm doing all this. You know, It's not like it's a right. surprise. Right. Yeah, I ramped it up this year. I went with the uh, I got the sea serpents at the uh, Arlington show, so I got the uh, the sea serpent hot box this year. Nice. So what I'm size excited. did you get? I think it's the thirty-six. Too big. It's amazing. You put some boxes. Well, there goes that. Yeah. Um, but for what I'm doing, it works good. And we just um, the wine fridge worked fine last year. I was successful with it. It just, uh, I don't know why. I was just like, I'm going to get one of these. And then I just have it, and then we're done. Yeah, um, dude. I mean, that's exactly what I did. I bought, I got a sea serpent rack. Oh, nice. I yeah. got their, I got their smallest one, but I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to spend the money. I'm going to do it right. Just do it out front. This will last me. I don't plan on having more than eight clutches for a while. So it's, it can hold that many. So I'm set for hopefully yeah. a long time. Yeah. I talked to, I think three or four when I was at Arlington, like people just randomly like, yeah, I'm thinking about getting one of those. They're like, yep. I had one. I've had one for like 10 years. Love it. It's perfect. It's great. All right. All right. Next sold. person said the same thing. I'm like sold. All right. Yep. Yeah. Get my hands on <laughs> one at some point. Same stuff. Yeah, dude. I, I gotta say, I really, I really, really like it. It hashed out my clutch perfectly. 
You know, and I, I have zero complaints. I think and it's so easy, man. There's no setup. It's just plug in, plug in play, basically. Yeah, it's get the probe in there in the right yeah. spot and rock and roll. I mean, my my wine cooler works, but I definitely want something that's that's sort of more meant for that kind of thing. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, the wine cooler, yeah, the wine cooler worked really well last year. We both had we or Justin and I both had successful clutches hatch and that. Yep. Um, right. Yeah, so, same with me. Same with me. Good old wine fridge. Yeah, man. Top fine. I had two, it was, two of them was, going. One for the Ackies and one for the the Pythons, and they all worked well. Nice. I yeah, I actually had a wine uh, wine fridge uh, in my snake room for the longest time. Forever. To build and <laughs> for to build into an incubator. And I, I never got around to it. I never, you know, it was just like one of those things just sat there and the time came and I was like, man, I was like, I'm I'm just gonna buy it. I'm just gonna buy an incubator. Like I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it right, get it done. I yep. bit the bullet. Nice. So, nice. Yeah, it was worth it though, one hundred percent. Well, hopefully, if I get more Chondro babies, I'll be able to to throw some money at that. Yeah, yeah for sure. Go. We'll Just see. Need one. Yeah, your your <laughs> guy your guys are locked up all weekend with that. Well, or not all weekend, all week with that storm, eh? No, well, they so they they were cuddled up the night before last, and then they were cuddled up pretty much all day yesterday, and they were cuddled up this morning, and then when I came home, they were separated. Hmm. So. We'll see. I mean, they were they were together. Like he was on top of her for a full twenty four plus hours. Yeah, man. Because I it's, it was we had some crazy weather here over the last couple days, and I know I know that's what kickstarted them, man. Mm-hmm. That's, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Just Open the windows. Yep. Just let it in. Hopefully he uh, he got got it done. Did you see any like visible locks, or just could you just see them? On no, top but of I color? I mean the first one the night that I noticed him there, which I knew something was happening because before like either he would be cruising at night or she would, but it was never both of them at the same time. And he would like crawl over her like as he was cruising, like she was just in the mm-hmm. way, and he was like, "I don't, I'm not here to do anything. I'm literally just trying to like find a way out." And, right. Uh, when I noticed that he was like on top of her, like sitting next to her with her, and I looked and I could see him him tickling, mm-hmm. so I was like, "Okay, all right." I was like, "We're on to something." He's right. trying. So yeah. I didn't see any visible locks. I mean, I I have that that camera set up, that Wise camera, which I actually really like a lot. And uh, yeah, I got those too. Those I kept checking in on them, but the problem is I need to figure out something because at night the infrared light, the glare. From that infrared light is so it's so bright it can be hard to see what's going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, you sent a picture of that the other day. <sighs> it's really frustrating. Hmm. But I just got to angle it a certain way, you know, lift it up and tilt it down so it's it's not looking, you know, it's not staring directly at the glass. You know, there's a certain right. angle that'll where it'll see past that. <clears throat> but I don't know. We'll see. the uh, The first time I paired them, I, I had them together in June. And I didn't get eggs until December. So, I mean, this could be another case of, like, all sea locks all year long, but we won't actually see any sure. action. We'll see. But did you do a lot? I mean, last year, did you really see locks between them before? It took a few weeks, it, but after a while, it, yeah. It, okay. Huh. Hmm. Well, who knows, man? Maybe this will be the one and done. I don't know. I mean, I've, I've had faith in him. 
like I've said a million times, you know, the male's going to know when she's ready better than I will. Yeah. Yep. Just keep keep going. Keep putting them in there. Yep. I tell you, man, I've got I've got a carpet that I'm pretty sure would breed a piece of rope if I let him. <laughs> like he two he's bred two females two or two females two years in a row, and it was one one shot in the enclosure for about three weeks to a month, and that was it. Done. Hmm. Gravid. <laughs> Perfect. That's all it takes. Yeah. All it takes sometimes. Yeah. He's a he's a stud. He's small, but he's a usually the best ones. He's what we call a designated hitter. Yeah, man, (laughs) he did solid. And he, I tell you, he throws. I've noticed. I noticed with these babies, like he threw. Like in last year's babies, there were some a couple that had just these wacky patterns, man. Like they're just weird. And I thought they more came from the female because she's got a lot of banding going on and whatnot. But um, these babies this year had the same sire, different mom, and they've got some of the similar neck patterning. That's just like it's almost like polka dots, like around the neck area, and then it's just weird. And so it definitely came from them. He threw some wild stuff, but so definitely excited to see how they color up and all that. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. You had a few that, like, there was one or two in particular that looked really light. Yeah, those are good. I, unfortunately, I think they're both males, um, if I remember correctly. I think there may have been a lighter one that was a female. If I, I have to go back through and look. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely a couple in there that I'm going to be keeping a close eye on. Hmm. Nice. How many did you keep back last year? Last year, I, I, ended, I got eight eggs i believe or had eight babies i started with keeping three um and sold off the rest and then i decided to part with the uh last female or with one of the other females to you know so this year so i only kept a pair last year and you know i I pretty much got exactly what i wanted out between the two so i was happy with that nice and this year we'll see i'll either keep i'll either keep a pair or trio I can't, you know, I can't be too stingy with right, everything, right. so we'll yeah. see. <clears throat> Start keeping too many back. Yeah, too much, too much space. I'm going to keep them for a little bit, though, at least till the, you know, come, I don't know, I might sell them next summer. We'll see. I, I, I got I to see how they color up first, because these are some interesting looking adults. Nice. So I want to hold on to them for a little bit. There's probably only only a pair I'm going to let go sooner than later, but we'll see. And then he's going to give perfect. me one. Freedom of Jags. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, nah. I'll pass on that. <laughs> but Smitty, I'm, I actually might have a male. I actually might have a male, uh, a spare male if you actually want. Mm. I've got like five males. If if the twins end up being females, which I think they are, I got a perfect five and five. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah. Good. So we'll it's see. way I'll better than the let... first clutch because the first clutch was like one female and the rest were males, right? Or no, was that I Riley? Got three, I got, no, that was Riley. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually got last year. It was a sausage fest. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I, I had a. I had five males and three females. Um, but, but yeah, so this year, hopefully it's a perfect five and five. I gotta get those, I gotta get the twins eaten a little bit before I try and pop them again, but we'll see. Nice. Even Stevens. Yeah, yeah man. I'm jealous. 
I just I see people hatching out chondros and stuff. And I'm like, man, I miss. I want to do that again. Dude, ah, uh, it's so uh, nothing beats it, man. Nothing beats the feeling. I tell you, my girlfriend got some amazing pictures of them hatching out. Nice. That, I'm, that I'm going to be posting up. They are really, really good. Very cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, they're but, cool snakes, man. They're beautiful. They're just yeah. like they're so subtle, and just like the differences and the, the contrast with them is they're they're awesome. That's what I love about the poplin carpets, specifically. Yeah, and they're. Uh, I love. Them. I still I still call me IJs. IJs. I, I, I don't have any. I can do that. Honestly, sometimes I do. I don't really care that much, to be honest. I've kind of gotten to the point now where if I'm talking to somebody and they refer to them as an IJ, I call them an IJ. Just yeah, you know, just to just to, to not keep it moving to, to not be a stickler. <laughs> like I, I'm not that guy. Like pop or not IJ, you know. Right. Who's IJ Jake? Yeah, that's yeah. right. <clears throat> But yeah. enough about us. What do you have? Yeah, I mean, what don't you have? Yeah, let's talk uh, about you for a minute. I, I I don't have enough. I need more. I always oh, need God. more. I'm just joking. Uh, I do. I need. What I need is I need. I need. I need more room. Is what I need. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> if I could, if I could breed room and make more room and hatch out room and have more room, <laughs> it'd be it'd be amazing. Because I, yeah. I would, I would, market the hell out of that. And oh yeah. Go for it. But um, yeah, my little room. I've got um, so this year I've got a, a looks like a gravid uh, woma python. Oh. So my womas are look like yeah they they bred last year. I've got um, I think I got eight eggs from them last year. And then we went to Florida, damn Florida for spring break mm. and i didn't get a chance to really open the box up like the incubation box um towards the end when they're getting ready to hatch so when i got home there's like three of them made it and the other five they look like they drowned so, ah. so i'm really excited to be in quarantine right now so i can't go anywhere when the eggs are gonna hatch out <laughs> no the next three months find, yeah no either. excuse to be here exactly yeah. like trying to tell the family like sorry kids and kate we're uh yeah, we can't go anywhere. I got one of my eggs hatching that week. Yeah. Um, so Man, yeah, I, awesome. I tell you, Walmas have always been one of those like those snakes that I've always like wanted but I haven't pursued. They're cool. I love them. I, I, I think they're, they're really, really awesome. Are yours like, trustworthy? Yeah. Oh yeah, mine are like noodles. Mine are like limp noodles. I mean, they're like no, they're, they're cool. I mean, yeah, I've been bit by one of them. I mean, you'll get bit by a Walmart at some point. Yeah. Um, in my room, I stacked up four footers and I four foot by one footers. So I had one ceiling level, which is totally stupid. And I was like, slid the glass open and like whap. And I was like, oh, even better. I just got bit like eight feet in the air by a woman, which ah. didn't make a lot of sense. So then I immediately sold that those cages and got a, a four by two by two to top off the top of the room there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I got mine from uh, from Justin Julander. So I got a pair from him a while back and raised them up and bred them. I think he got his from Art about Aveles, I think you say. That's how you say his name. Um, but they're really pretty, like really high orange contrast with bands and bright orange bellies and stuff. And spectacular. So I'm really, really stoked on those. I'm That's excited. awesome. Yeah, the ones are like one of those things where like, they're like I bred them back in like 2000 when like they were kind of just you know popping around and rarely mm -hmm. them and stuff. Right. I got a clutch from them and bred them and stuff, and it was cool. But then like just everyone started producing them just for the sake of producing them. Like no one put any care in what they were breeding for the most part, just to be like, oh, it's Walmart, you know? Who yeah. cares? 
but now it's like there's a lot of cool there's a lot of cool projects out there where people are really starting to kind of like i'm gonna take the best ones i can you bring them together and you get some like really spectacular ones off of it so yeah so i'm really excited for that i'm um that's very i can't wait i'm fingers crossed hope it works yeah. but she's she's belly up right now so nice. um yeah hopefully in the next oh probably next like 18 days or so we should have eggs potentially oh so. man that's so exciting yeah, so we're excited about that. Um, my Angoans are, it looks like she's grabbed it too. She's like ah, tied up in a big knot in her little hide box going through her shed right now. So she'll probably shed in the next couple of days and potentially have eggs in the next 30 or so. Um, this is her second year going. So I bred them last year and I had six big eggs. And the eggs are ridiculously huge. Mm. Uh, like she was in on them. I was like, how many are in here? And I pulled them out and those are like two handful, like two handfuls of eggs, and there's like six of them. I'm like, oh my god, these things are ginormous, you know. Especially uh-huh. compared to like the rough scales and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so they hatched out, and I, I hatched out all six of those. So I was six or six on those, um, and they were cool. They just came out like miniature, and you know, and goings like feisty and ready to roll and stuff. And they started feeding right away, and they were cool. So nice. I worked out good, and I've got the rough scales hopefully going again too. My female's looking Oof. extra chunky and extra baskin, so. It'll be her second year as well. So she produced, I think, 17 eggs last year. One didn't make them, and 15 hatched out, and I got 7.8. Oh, my God. From the clutch. Um, Yeah, that was cool. You and Burwell, man. I know. (sighs) I know that little goofball. We we can all thank him pretty much. Uh, He's got everything that I want. He's got Boyga. Uh, He's He's got the rhino rats. He's got the – yeah. He's just – he's – He's the devil. Well, so far, Brett has listed three things that I have wanted. Well, I, re- I mean, I'm, <laughs> um, I've been very interested in Ruff, Angolans Ruffy's myself. Being at the top. Yes, I do. I, I, Angolans have always like just been there, but more recently, I've kind of been like, man, I kind of really want Angolans. Yeah, but cool. they're, they're yeah, like, um, they're, like I mean, the head looks like a ball python, right? For the yeah. most part. Yeah. But the rest of them are just like total like miniature Burmese pythonish kind of or miniature yeah. rock python. Yeah, um, they're just playing their bumpy skins cool you know they got like the beaded scales which is really cool um and different but their personalities are just like big constrictor like laid backness at least my female is and my males and stuff right um so they're not like i'm gonna roll up into a ball or anything like that they're like i'm just gonna explore i'm gonna start yeah. cruising and checking things out or i'm just gonna chill and they're yeah they're really neat so i, mean, I always kind of equate them as like a dwarf firm basically um yeah. when people ask you know what's the difference between this and the ball python you're like Probably a few thousand dollars, first of all, which is bullshit. It's just yeah. not cool. <laughs> these are these are a lot cooler um, and different yeah. and stuff. But uh, yeah, that's they, they. You know, when I first got my hands on, I was like, these are really, really, really cool, man. I, I yeah. definitely dig them. Um, yeah, we go back to Terry Burrell. So he actually used to live in Austin here, and we finally like crossed paths like probably like two months before they moved, which was a bummer because we lived like a half a mile away from each other. So I went over to his house and saw his collection, and I was like, you know, pull out the rough scales. I'm like, oh, these are cool. And then randomly, of course, the way Terry is, he's like, hey, this guy's sold, so maybe he wants to trade for some Ackies. And so I worked out a deal and traded off my um, some Ackie babies and some cash for the rough scales. Mm-hmm. Got those guys, and turned out to be two males, so that kind of sucks. So I'm like, oh. I sit with two adult males. Um, but the, and then uh, Todd Trowbridge, who lives in California, he used to do. Um, Blackheads for a long time, does Angolans and does Walmas and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, man, I got a, I've got a lone female that I'm just looking to do, you know, looking to breed her. I'm like, well, that's cool. I'll send you my mails. He's like, nope, I'm retired. I really don't want to do it. I just wanted to buy a seasonal breeder. She's awesome. I'm going to send her to you. And I was like, yeah, we really we don't really know each 
know, and and, and like, and you know, I don't want to screw this up. So worked out just fine though. He sent her out to me, and um, so it's, she's here on a breeder loan, which is cool. So and he's been really cool about us. We switched the clutch last year, and he's been doing it for so long. He's you know, he's he's good friends with Doug Price and, and all those guys. So nice. he, he just kept guiding me some little pointers and tips, and just kind of. He's been our my West Coast cheerleader on this whole project, which is some fun. So. But yeah, so then Terry was there, so that's kind of how it came into the rough scales, and me and him. Then he turned around and he's got his annulated, and I was like, "Oh, those are cool." Oh um, yeah, I forgot then, about those too, had, man. Jeez. Yeah, I know exactly. That's when you talk to him, you're like, "Dang, man, you do have a lot of crazy stuff." He's got like Baron's racers. I'm like I forgot you have those. Then he's like, "Next year's gonna be epic." Yeah, like I wish you didn't move because I wish you were here. Still, yeah, I'm be really fun. you, man. You've got it all. <laughs> like, got right all there. the cool stuff. I know. Exactly. So he's kind of the one that got me back into snakes after all the years because I had him, um, I bred a lot when I was younger and such, and living in Chicago. <clears throat> then we moved into a condo, and then I got married, and then the snakes kind of went, and then I got some geckos and some lichianas and such. And we had our daughter, and we're in a two bedroom condo in Chicago, like downtown Chicago. So I was like, well, this kind of, this is tough. I'm trying to find some room to do all this. So I ended up selling everything, was kind of keeping a reef tank at the time, moved to Texas. Um, and then we bought a house and I was like, all right, so I kind of got a few more geckos again and kind of started doing that. And then went to Terry's house and I was like, yeah, I need to get some more stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so he's the one that kind of promptly back into getting all this, you know, getting back into it. And it wasn't hard to jump back on the bike after, after some years of taking a break from it. Yeah. Yeah. Were, that's you, awesome, were you always a snake guy? Pretty much. Um, yeah, I was always a hybrid, you know, between the snakes and that and the lizards and stuff. Um, mostly snakes for the most part you know it's so easy and forgiving for the most part for care um it just made it easier but i always had ackies back in the day and bred those and kept bearded dragons for a little bit like way back when and did the lichianas and bred those for a few straight years which is cool those are always they're fun to hatch out you just get this little finger lychee that just like catches out pretty red mm -hmm. um, did knob tails for a while Right now we got Ackies. We've read a few did those guys and um, some uh, Underwood Eye Saurus. So those are they're pretty cool. Some hypos and some normals and stuff. So yeah, Phil, uh, so, our buddy some, Phil Wolf was asking crocs. about those. He was asking oh, nice. uh, about you have Pilbarensis. Uh, nope, I've got uh, Underwood underwood i source uh, yeah he asked about those too he asked about per and then he asked about uh your communal setup for the for underwood eye yeah it's up to i'm just keeping two females together at this point um i split out the male just because they're younger i didn't want to have them you know him start harassing or anything like that so i'm keeping the two females just in a um I actually set them up in the bars cages i think it's jpm reptilia is yeah. makes the cages and they used to be like the bars so he's actually in Austin too, which is cool. So it's nice to have a little, you know, home source for these guys. So I've got them nice. in this 24 by one by ones and set them up with um, like the, the red sand and such, which I think is like a zoom in sand, um, some cork bark and some little limbs and some, you know, rocks to hide under and stuff. So they're pretty cool. Cause as soon as the nighttime comes out, you just like look around and they come up and start like perching and cruising around and they get their tails and their eyes get real big and stuff. And yeah, they're, they're really cool. I'd like to get oh, some other, I'd like to get some other knobs. They're uh, they're really cool animals. The more nice. I see Phil's, the more I get tempted. But yeah, they're I've fun. Kind of, they're I've just they're like little bulldogs. Yeah, I've kind don't of sworn off things Don't with get legs, back though. in the geckos. Don't get get back in the geckos, Smitty. <laughs> don't do it. You'll regret it. 
If someone had a had some Chihuahuas at the right price, I might I might pull the trigger trigger on that. Yeah, those are cool too. I do love and feeding. Feeding's a little, a little easier on feeding those guys too. Anytime you can do like the crusted gecko diet crossover food for them, it makes it so much easier. Yeah. We've got a, a pretty good exotic store in town here called Zoo uh, Zoo Keepers. And so it's um, I get up there quite a bit just to grab crickets and like insect feeders like once or twice a week. And we have Dubia here as well too, so it makes it pretty easy for the most part. But I also have like, you know, a little trio of geckos and some red-eyed croc skinks and some monkey tree frogs and northern blue tongues and the ackies. So for the lizards, it's not like too much. You know, you can kind of spread out their diets, which makes it pretty easy, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> especially any other guys. So if I go my crickets, it's like you'll get like 60 crickets. Like some of these guys go through like thousands like every couple of days or every day and stuff. It's, it's nuts. Jeez. Yeah, fruit flies are, are enough for me. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, I can't imagine doing that either. For me, for me, it's just insects, man. Like I, I did. Like that's how I started lizards. Like that's how I got into reptiles in the first place. Like leopard geckos, those will always be like a favorite lizard of mine because it was mm-hmm. the first reptile I ever owned. But I probably will never own another one again, just because I don't want to deal with insects. Like it's yeah. just it's got one of those things. I did it for so long when I wanted to keep snakes, and when I actually started keeping snakes, I was like, "Yep, there's no other way to do this." You yeah. know, like, a lot easier, a lot easier. Exactly. Yeah. If I could dedicate more time to reptiles, like if one day I'm retired and I can breed snakes full time, you know, maybe, maybe I'll get into something, something small, but. Who knows? Nice. You know. Very man, cool. Yeah. All so, kinds of stuff, man. Yeah, we that's, got a, like a weird, a, wild. Little, a little menagerie of collection guy stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, pretty much like my big ones are just the the, the Walmas, the Rough Scales, the Angolans is you know, what I'm expecting to produce this year. Um, and then I've just got someone raising up. We've got a couple uh, couple green trees in Manicora. I was wrong. So I've got two little ones, a little red manicora and then a little yellow sarong. So they're starting to find nice. go through the change right now, but they're definitely cool. And then I just find some other random stuff that I like. Um, we have a little uh, leopard boa, little female that I got last year. Ooh. She's rad. She's like, yeah. they're, they're the coolest looking little boas, man. They got like small little heads and like kind of like a rust color to them. And the patterns are crazy. And then at nighttime, they lighten up quite a bit. So they, mm-hmm. they color shift quite a bit um so those are really cool and some sumatra and short tail pythons the uh the orange heads from like the northern territory oh yes so i picked up a little female so i kind of got on this tip where i was like i'm just gonna start buying lone females of random stuff that i like and start raising those guys up and then just kind of you know then if things work out grab a male a couple years later and um or a year or two later and then kind of start raising them up behind so i've got a a decent sized blackhead. She's she she's a 2000, 2017, I think, somewhere around there. So she's starting to get some good size to her. And mm. I just picked up a, another male this year from um, Jason Hood. So nice. yeah, his, he his produces some are, insane blackheads, man. Yeah, it, this thing's it's not even it's oh. it doesn't seem real. Like I open it up, I'm like, wow, that thing is intensely like orange bands on the side and like a pink belly, and it's they're they're nuts. Justin so, doesn't get the uh, get the uh, draw of a blackhead. I just I, I don't know, I, like they're cool. I love blackheads. I think they're. Incredible. It's just if I had a choice between those and Womas, I'd probably do Womas. 
Yeah, they're they're like indigos. They're like a like a woman on steroids, basically. Yeah. So the, the way that, they act is just like they're so much more intense than the Wilma. Um, at least mine is like my female. Like she's she's just so much more aware. Like the Wilmas are just like they're so laid back and they just don't they 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 could care less for the most part. Where my female's like when I kind of come in, she's like always checking things out, seeing what's going on, seeing you know kind of uh, interacting and stuff like that. So she's she's just a lot more on edge. Um, in a good way, just a lot more intelligent, I think, you know, and size-wise, and they just got to remind me of, like, a big indigo, pretty much, like yeah. the Australian indigos. Nice. Yeah, but they're, uh, they're cool, man. They're, they're definitely neat. You ever keep any bread yeah. off? You know, I had some bread, like, I've never had good luck with them, not surviving, just I always had jerks. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, they've always hated me for some reason, and um, so, yeah, I'd like, I've been, I've been eyeballing them again just to kind of keep an eye on them i know some like austin up north produces some pretty nice ones um he's not he's a few hours away from me as well <clears throat> so yeah i always thought about it i'm gonna get a pair of jungles or a trio of jungles this weekend actually oh shoot from, for yeah from a guy up in uh, up in the dallas area he's just looking to sell them off and stuff and thought they were sold to a guy in san antonio and he's like no the guy flaked do you want them and he's just looking to kind of send them off i guess but they're um super nice animals so I'm excited for that, like really black and bright yellows and some pretty nice. crazy patterns and stuff. So I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll step back into those. Will those now. be your only carpets? They will for now. Yeah, I had inlands. Um, and I raised them up for a while and such. And then I actually sent my female back to uh, Justin Julander. So he, he he bought her back and actually traded for some, some northern skinks and stuff. And they were cool. They were, they were definitely, I had a, a dud clutch from the last year. I don't think I had the male cold enough. Um, and he was a little young and stuff too, so. But um, I was just kind of running out some space for the most part, so it's kind of looking at it and said, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut back on those guys. Man, so, yeah. Much, yeah. Yeah. so bad. They were cool. I mean, the colors on them were really cool too. I forgot what I had. I had like I think the AAR line male, female. I think the female was like his AAR line, and as a mog male, and they were they were cool. They were definitely neat animals for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I just need some more room. I think eventually. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. Don't we all? Yeah, so that's the plan to get a bigger house and get an outfield in of some sort or just a three-car garage or doing something like that because um, they were rad. They, they, they were fun, and I just was kind of like, you know, the other part, too, is after I start producing some babies, um, it takes up a lot of room, a lot of time as well, too, for those guys. So, you know, it's like I can fit these like these three clutches in perfectly this year, so it should work out good. And probably next nice. year I won't have anything else besides anyways. So um, it should work out good for the next couple of years. I'm like, I kind of am comfortable with that. Not that you have to breed the animals, but at the same point, it's like, it's just, like I'm going to just focus on these three females I have, and I know everything that they produce will fit into my hatchling rack and everything real nice and worked sure. out good. So, like, I'm just going to look at it that way. Nice. Then I buy new stuff anyway. So. Dang it. Um, you know, maybe eventually. Uh, I'm pretty content with these two that I have right now. Um, the Sarong I actually bought from Forrest at the um, Arlington show last fall. It was right at the end of the show. And he's like, mm-hmm. he tells like, yeah, I'm thinking about getting them. He's like, you should buy the Sarong. It comes from a great lineage, and it's just a nice animal. I was like, all right. So I grabbed her, um, and then I came across this Manicori that was being, I think, it originally came from. Um, Ryan Burke, I think it's a guy who then turned around and it like you know, later or something like that. So, mm-hmm. um, it was a grass too. So, I got a red one, I got a yellow one, that's cool. But when they nice. turn green, I don't know, we'll have to see. <laughs> yeah. thinking about it again. 
but uh they're they're fun i definitely i'm really enjoying keeping them everyone's like they don't do much i'm like no but they're yeah, cool no. when they do <laughs> you know they're like, pretty. the way they perch and they kind of get going and stuff like they're, they're pretty awesome i wouldn't mind getting some emeralds someday that's something I want yeah you want to go. work with but yeah, I've got the Ackies in my in my room, so it gets a little hot in here sometimes. So, um, you know, I think they might feel a, a little more dicey in this in this room for the most part. That's kind of the reason I've held off. As far as the right, boas, though, you ever keep any? You know, other than the like, I was always big on the smaller like dwarf stuff, like the you know the insular. Yeah. Did you ever keep yeah, I um, I I've bred Nicaraguans when I was in Ooh. Chicago, which was cool. Nice. Um, and they were just, I think the male was like, he was pretty well striped in that part, and I had a, a litter of those guys. Um, and that was actually the only time I've ever brought red boas, too, so it actually worked out pretty fun. Um, so that's, yeah, I like them. I mean, I know Warren's got some really crazy stuff. Um, I see some of his dwarf boas that he has, or like his, his little Central American stuff, and mm-hmm. man, they're spectacular. I've got um, a pair of Bolivians mm-hmm. that, um, their last year, so like 2019s raising those guys up right now and um they're pretty i mean they've got like floating saddles and kind of like some nice widow peaks on, widow peaks on them and stuff. um so they're cool and then i've got a pair of surnames too i've actually got a female and a male oh, nice. soon and those are 2019 as well too so um again something like long you know long time down the road they'll they'll move up in some big cages and stuff like that once once we have more room and we move which will be happening the next year or so anyway so nice. um but yeah the surnames are my too i think they're just as well i tell you i really want the uh i really want argentines yeah that's a man really really bad there's a there's a keeper in town here their name's allison and she's i was at her house the other day um grabbing some heat packs and she's like let me just show you some quick stuff and so i went up and saw like her uh, she pulled out this like max pink i think it's called um argentine oh Mm. my lord man that thing was ridiculous i mean she was she was gorgeous she was like probably like as big around as a softball, I'd say something like wow. that. Wow! And but her head pattern was just so wild looking, and she like really, but had like this really cool pink kind of intertwined all throughout her body. Um, like, yeah. I mean, she's really good. Five or six feet, I bet. Okay, it's pretty. Yeah, okay. yeah, nice. she was pretty. I've heard um, I've heard some people say they're a larger a larger species of uh yeah, of boa. They are. yeah this one was pretty big man <laughs> when she pulled her out she's like I'm gonna grab her out and she like wrestled her out and I was like wow that's awesome yeah. <laughs> that's that's amazing oh, yeah. and she had those and I'm gonna butcher what's the long tails the um, longicotta yes thank you I always butcher it she had some anry ones that were Ooh. some of the coolest snakes I've ever seen they were like completely just black and white and gray and they just had like that really wild head pattern but like a different shaped head than most um most bows and stuff mm-hmm. they usually see and um, those things blew me away i'm like those are rad <laughs> those are probably some of the coolest snakes i've seen in a really long time yeah <clears throat> so yeah the bows are they're you know i, I kind of always like the bolivians i had some wild box and i tracked down a pair this year and then the surinams um and andy maddox down in on George Houston, he had a litter this year, so they had some some um, really nice tall like peaks on their backs and stuff. So I grabbed a female, and I just came across a really nice male too um, as well. So I was like, oh, they match perfectly. It's cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Let's yeah. grab one. So I'm excited to get him in next week when he comes in. So nice. 
Yeah, should be cool. But yeah, I know there's, there's some of the uh, Central American stuff that's really neat as well. Uh, Lauren's collection blows me away every time I look at some of the stuff he's doing. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, it's awesome. So man. as far as the rough scales, though, in terms Oof. of like all the other stuff you've bred, how difficult would you rate those? Like from the prospect um, of pairing to getting babies established. I mean, I think maybe we've kind they, of started to crack the code on them because I've seen more available now than I've ever seen before. Yeah, and there'll, there'll be more this year too. I already know two clutches this year um, recently, which will be coming out. I'm sure someone will start talking about them soon, which is which is awesome. Um, they weren't very difficult at all, to be honest with you. Um, just kind of went through the straight, you know, typical Python breeding process and started cooling them down in november um right after thanksgiving just kind of started notching them down towards christmas and by christmas time i had them down to 68 um which to be honest is like the coolest it gets down here anyways in texas i mean mm -hmm. it's like it gets colder but we have like a really warm winter that's why i'm kind of like i really hope she is gravid i mean she's big but she's it's weird she's not really rolling as much as she did last year but she's basking more which is interesting so but I switched her into a bigger cage, and she's got a shelf and a bigger heat panel above her. So I'm thinking she's kind of just like, I don't really need to roll. So I don't know. Um, but, yeah, so I got them down to about 68 degrees and kept them there through um, about, about the beginning of February and started creeping back up. And they started kind of going off my feed right away. I have two males, so I just started switching them in, you know, kind of all winter. Mm -hmm. And they started breeding. And they didn't really do a whole lot at first, but then once it started to warm up again, they started breeding quite a bit um and they locked quite a bit and i actually you know last year i didn't really see much out of them so i decided to throw both males in with her just to see what would happen um and that definitely kicked them both in and they were just you know they started kind of not really combating but they definitely got riled up yeah they started kind of cruising around and i was like oh that was enough and i pulled day one male out um and then they just started locking and they locked quite a bit Man. um this year i haven't even had a they haven't not had to do that. They both males, I think, figured it out. They're like, all right, this is cool. So I've been switching them both in and out um, just to kind of keep it, keep them going and stuff. So, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty easy. And then she laid 17 eggs. I pulled them out from the incubator. They all they all hatched um, without any problems. Getting them feeding wasn't too bad. Um, uh -huh. Just kind of took my time, you know, just was like, if you're going to eat, you're going to eat. So what I, like, what I started doing, I think I talked to you about this as well, too. Um, I was just, I started with frozen thawed for everything and just tried to do that. And then you know, I was doing like, like real small fuzzies just to get some, like a little bit of size and a little bit of fur on them. Yeah. Um, I'd tease feed them if they didn't go, I'd just leave the fuzzy in there overnight and then some would eat it, some wouldn't. Um, so the Aki's got fat, so they get a bunch <laughs> inside. Um, and then I started doing the, the, the chick fuzz or the like the chick down fuzz. Yeah. And that definitely got the other ones going. So then they started going. And that was only like one or two feed ins and that then they just kind of switched over and they had no problems switching off of it. And then I had a couple stragglers that would only take live and there was like two of them that would just take live only. Um, and then they eventually switched over as well too. So like all hundred percent of them switched over and, and took frozen thawed with no problems. That's awesome. Yeah. So I mean like difficulty wise, like really not. I mean, it's funny when I send them off to people, I mean the price tag on them is you know, it's it's up there for a pair of pythons and such. Not not for ball pythons, but for, you know, Morelia. <laughs> it's out yeah. there and stuff. And um, people are always nervous when they get them. They're like, dude, trust me, they're rock solid. I mean, they're really, really hardy animals. That's why they're they called can rock handle condors. temperature swings. Exactly. You know, they're like, they're so, you know, are they fragile? I'm like, they're not fragile at all. 
trust me, they're like, they're super bold and they're going to hammer food for you and they're just going to go on and start growing and thriving. Like they're really, really easy animals to keep. So um, yeah, compared to everything else, they've, they've been like just completely brainless for the most part, as far as like keeping wise and set them up just like any other carpet for the most part. Um, nice. You know, people are like, what do you, what do you do for humidity? I'm like, I don't even think about it, to be honest with you. <laughs> they've, well, I mean, they've where they're got, coming like, from, it's probably bucks. not that big of an issue right. with them. Right, exactly. And I think people just get hung up on some of that stuff sometimes. And mm-hmm. I'm like, they, I keep them pretty dry. I keep them on Aspen. They have their high boxes that are elevated. I use the Reptile Basics and I screw them up to the ceiling. So they all have like elevated high boxes to get into. Um, they all have a shelf with a, with a heat panel above it. So they've got a place to sit and bask, and they do. Um, and beyond that, like they've all shed like perfect sheds, like without any problems ever, without having to like do any kind of you know adjusting to the humidity at all. So I just kind of let them be. And they feed nice. really well too. The males are a little finicky for food for the most part. Uh, like they haven't eaten in a long time. Like mm-hmm. they probably haven't eaten a meal since October. And one of my males is still crazy. Like he's just constantly cruising and cruising for. So I've thrown him in a couple times. Just you know, just kind of keep you know, get them back and forth. It's pretty funny. They're both of the cages are straight across from each other. Um, so I open up both of their, you know, each, each cage and he'll literally just go straight across the top of this other <laughs> rack and go right into the cage with her. And I'm like, all right, go get her, dude. That's exactly <laughs> so, what he's doing. Yeah. He's like, I'm going there. I like go. Yeah. So it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. But um, oh yeah, they fed, you know, they did pretty well. They did really well in softwares, like when I had to get them back on the food. Um, they hammered those really easily, and then chicks as well too. And then they're on, you know, frozen rats once they get a meal or two in. Like she's a beast. I mean, they 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 hit hard. It's pretty crazy. Um, when you you know offer food to them, it's crazy. Their mouth will like double in size, like somehow. Yeah, some they of the pictures like, I've seen of them like gaping is they look almost like aliens, man. <laughs> It's yeah, it's crazy, and they're like they've got some rat. monster teeth too. They do. I've not been actually, you know, not not a single one of our babies bit either. Wow. So I never got bit, but they like you just right on the egg and around. They were just they never they never got nipped by any of those. That's weird because at one point I remember reading they were like really temperamental, and then everyone I've talked to that has them is like, no, they're like the chillest snakes I own. They oh yeah, my adults are so chill. Like I can just grab them in. Like nighttime, you're probably a little, you know, a little hesitant right. when they're hunting. <laughs> but during the middle of the day and stuff, yeah, they just come out and they're just like, they just cruise around and they could care less about anything. Like they're, they're really, really mellow, mellow animals too. Yeah, my first like my first time hearing and learning about uh, rough scales like that was the first like one of some of the first things I heard is that they're they're not you know not very nice animals per se, you know, really defensive, all that. And then, yeah, most people I'm hearing now, like, dude, they're chill, chill as hell. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got, oh yeah. They never always tell me the opposite. They're like, oh, they're all just big puppies. I'm like, same. Mine was a demon. Yeah. Yeah. The five percenters, man. There's 5% 5 of brettles are demonic. The other 95 are puppies. Nice, nice. I've never I had a demonic bretelai. I've never had. I've never had one. Mine no. have all been just absolute dolls. That's awesome. Yeah. I got are, to. Uh, I got to uh, play with um, Matt Minatola's rough scales out, oh, nice. in, uh, out in Philly when I went there for carpet fest. And man, that was. Uh, yeah, that's oh, a good. That's so, a good. His, so cool. his collection's in the basement, right? Does oh yeah. Him? Yeah, that's a good basement. Yeah, dude, his his area is insane, man. He's 
He's got a really nice setup. Yeah, I've got a Borneo from him, one of my female Borneos. It's from him. Yeah. She's a super stripe. And she's up there for one of my favorite snakes. I mean, she's just so chill. And But her colors and her striping on her is just like such a, like a dark chocolate, almost black, striping down her back. And then she's got like this like mm. super like pink head and stuff. And I mean, she's just really cool. She's just like, I'm like, man, Borneos are, Borneos are pretty cool animals too. Yeah, there's, those are, there's a, like a, a number of animals that I just like want pairs of. You know, just single pairs, and Borneo is yeah. one of those things. Like, I want a pair of normal striped, or even so, I, I'd probably get one striped, one not striped yeah. pair of Borneos. Leave it at that. Normal, yeah. he, normal head for nothing. And... Yeah, that's pretty much mine. Are I think yeah. I actually has like pot head Oslo or something. But... I'm kind of surprised yeah. Billy hasn't gotten any Borneos, especially the striped stuff, because Billy's got a a striped fetish. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> Billy doesn't have a. The, he's not the snakes he keeps are are not a are not that style, I should say. You know, like buds are very like calm or not. I wouldn't say calm. They're very <laughs> slow. Sedentary. You know, they, right. they sit. Sedentary. They sit. <laughs> you know, uh, but Billy works with animals that move a lot. Um, no. So I think that's just more up his alley, man. You I know, think... carpets. His carpets are the most calm things he owns. He picks out the <laughs> spazziest Asian rat snake species he can, and the ones that get the biggest, he's like, "That's what I want." Yeah, <laughs> sounds like Owen. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, How did he, uh... ball... What? Go ahead. I was just saying, Billy's going balls to the wall with his uh, Asian rat snakes, man. I love it. Though. His old world stuff. See, so he loves it. Yeah, I know. It's great. He's. I'm living vicariously through him. Yeah. It's good. Same. It's good to have a friend like that. We all do. We both do. Yeah. Billy's, Billy's man. All the stuff we just don't have space for. Billy's like, yeah, I got that. Yeah, yep. right? Enjoy it. <laughs> Enjoy much. it for me. Yeah. I know it's crazy. Some of the guys with the collections they have, like Blake Wilson's not far from us down here, and man, he just he said puts pictures up. I'm like, well, you have that too? He's like, I've got a lot of stuff. <laughs> he's yeah, like, I, I, you he's have like, no idea. idea. He's like, I have a barn, and then uh, yeah, today he posted up olives, and he's like, my olives, and I'm just like, and I'm like, you need barn next. He's like, oh yeah, I got all four species. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> oh, why? Yeah, I should, of course you do. That's you awesome. You ever kept uh, any course. any rat snakes like bairds? Um, not too much. I had some mandarins for a while. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm, the little snake thing's a little weird. Like, I like the gray bands. I think just being in Texas, I've always had like, I just have always liked them. And the whole like, the lore of the Southwest mm-hmm. Texas, you know, snake and stuff. Dude, that's the top um, of my list of places I want to go. Like, I don't want. I don't want to go anywhere else. I just want to go to Southwest Texas. It's cool, man. Yeah, we were out there for my wife's 40th birthday. Went out to Marfa which is like this really weird little artist town kind of deal. Like um, they've got all these like kind of like high-end shops and some bars and restaurants and like uh, hotels and stuff. But then from there you drive like two hours south and then you hit Presidio, I think it is, which is like the western end of um, Big Bend State Park, yep. which Big Bend, and that's where River Road is. They mm-hmm. pick up River Road and you drive through there and we, we made that drive. We didn't do any herping. It was like, it was still kind of cold and stuff. So we just did some hiking and, got out and stuff and man this land out here is, is unbelievable it's so mm. flipping big like yeah the drive i don't think people realize there, just how massive that state is no it's it's insane and so like we drove out there from austin and it was like six hours i think to get there get to marfa from 
Austin. Um, and then we get out there and we're like talking to locals and we're out and having drinks. The guy's like, I'm like, where do you guys, like, where do you get stuff at? He's like, oh, we have to drive up to El Paso and that's three hours. And that's the closest, like, like target for us, basically. What? Yeah. And they just they have to like drive three hours to get there. And he's like, that's close to this airport, you know? Um, yeah, it's pretty wild. And it sucks to be their just... FedEx driver then. <laughs> oh, right. I know. Exactly. He's like, yeah, we still have them. Might as well just airdrop it with a parachute. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Pretty much. Which is funny. There's like the whole custom borders, like the, the border customs down there. Mm-hmm. They've got just like huge blimp that's like I think it's like remote control that they just fly around <laughs> like and they're, a like, giant they're drone. like, what is that? It is basically, <laughs> yeah. And they're like, if you can see it, it can see you. <laughs> and you'll see the same like off in the distance, and they're just like you know surveying for like illegal hunting, yep. illegal crossing, like all this shit. And uh, yeah, it's it's weird, man, because you're like you like when we went in, like we were you know like we just went our mile, like we were in Mexico. And you're like right there. It's pretty wild. But the landscape is just it's incredible. You know, you're like, ooh, what's all out there? All the different stuff. stuff, especially in those towns that are you know, they're small and then there's a bunch of abandoned buildings and stuff. Like yeah. seeing pictures in the complete suboc that, you know, has a bunch of examples of some of the different localities and like what the landscape looks like. It's just like, man, that'd be just Yeah. Between the rattlesnakes cool and the scorpions and the tarantulas and the rat yeah, snakes. I'm like, rats. man, I don't. That's I don't want to go anywhere else. I just want to go south. Yeah, Texas. yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. I mean, it's and it's just gorgeous. I mean, it's it's, it's unbelievable how pretty it is. Just to do like the real grand crosses through there and just the hills and like all these different peaks and stuff. Like it's like it's just weird for Texas. Mm-hmm. People just don't understand it. Then yeah. the drive from Austin's pretty rad too because it's like you once you get outside of Austin, it's just like the hill country. So the whole way you're just kind of like like weird little canyons and stuff that you kind of drive through and different land masses and. Yeah, it's really pretty. I'm like, this is cool. <laughs> I'm like, I'm digging this. Yeah. I have to do this more often. I've got a ton. Yeah, of, I've got a ton of Bairds, and I really want some Transpecos. Nice. Yeah, so. the Transpecos are they are super cool looking. Like the little bow ties on their backs and everything. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I haven't really kept a lot of colubrids for the most part. Um, I had hognose for a while. Once I had a friend, uh, Chad Fuchs, up in Wisconsin. He had uh, sent me down some, uh, you know, like triple head something or other. So he's like, just breed these. I got a bunch of them and stuff, and it was cool. It worked out pretty well, but I didn't have the best luck with them. But stuff still hatched and mm-hmm. worked out pretty good. But they, yeah, they're they're pretty cool. Like the little western hognose, mm-hmm. they're neat little animals, weird little oh, yeah. things. I love hognose snakes, man. Yeah, they're pretty. It seems like they've they are they still crazy morphing, like a lot of morphs on those. Oh yeah. Kind of oh yeah. Yeah. Crazy prices, crazy morphs. Yeah, and they're tiny too. It's amazing when you see a baby. You're like, oh yeah, they're so small. Yeah, my pair, <laughs> yeah. my pair were small when I got them, and they were, I don't know, maybe six months old. And my male, nice. I feel like he's like both of them are two or three years old now, if not more actually. And my male, I feel like he hasn't grown hardly at all since I got him. Like he's he's so small. Yeah, the female is actually a normal female. size. <laughs> yeah. Compared to a female, they're just—it's unbelievable the size of there's, them. Yeah, it's hilarious. They're, they're dwarfs, man. They yeah. are so tiny. You'll see these like little, like even the females, like snake-wise, they're not a big snake. But like you put a male next to one, it's like night and day, man. Oh, they're so different. Oh my gosh, they're so tiny. I'm telling you, man. Over Chad's house, and he'd have like a big like 
you know, het pink something or other, het pink anaconda or something. And yeah. Big girls in there. And then Austin, he's just like, like the male of DNA just like puts her in with her. I'm like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, it's an adult. I'm like, that is crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. the size differences. And, so, so. You'll, and you'll, you'll just see them laying on their back, actually breeding these massive females. Right. <laughs> exactly. Just chilling. Like, like I got it. Don't worry. Yeah. He's like, he'll get it. He'll get it done. Yeah. She, he's just going to ride her around this. for an hour. Yeah, and then they just lay a big clutch too. I mean, it's unbelievable. Only eggs yeah. those females. I wanted. I'm trying to try and get. I think my female should be ready by next year. So nice. I give them a shot. I just have a pair of they're normals. They're good. They're they're cool. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's what's that's crazy awesome. is like you don't see normals for sale really all that often, and when you do, they've gotten to be like 150 bucks a pop for a normal. Yeah, perfect. I'm like what the hell? That's even better. I just I'm like what like, you guys need normals if you're gonna keep doing all this more stuff like that's gotta be an ingredient somewhere down the line. Yeah, especially with right. all the yeah. Like they've the morph craze has just gotten so big with those that people have almost abandoned breeding normals. Just yeah, and I think business. they're awesome. Like, just the normals themselves, I think, are really cool looking. Yeah, just as much where they're not so wild. I mean, some of the morphs are kind of washed out and stuff too. I and mean, some of them are really cool, but you know, so I'm like, yeah, I don't really see it. I, so, I gotta say I really like the anaconda stuff. I that stuff is cool. I think I just the anacondas are just so stinking cool, man. I, I don't know what it is about those things, but the first time I saw one many, many moons ago is oh I fell in love right there. I love the reds. That's cool. Cause I used to have a couple hogs and snakes. I had a male and a female for a long time. But nice. uh, yeah, they're sweet, man. They've yeah. always, they've always been a favorite. We uh the clutch I had I had one didn't make it and it was a snow conda, so oh, it was man. like yeah and the thing was really it was awesome looking I was wow. like oh of course you <laughs> yeah <laughs> go figure it. it's it always like the one, nice one one in thirty two chance or something like that what that like have to be produced and, I mean from the breeding I had or it was something crazy like that like, and I was so like, that, bred, that was it that was so gonna be it <laughs> you you so you bred triple heads and you got that. We did, yeah. But it didn't, oh it didn't my hatch. god! It was, it was, man. It was the one that was dead in the egg. I'm like, Chad, we got one, but it didn't live. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it died. dude, yeah, so. get that! Oh man, I can't believe we even got one in the first place. That's yeah. This is the odds are so it, low. It's like, come wow. on! Yeah, yes. I have to dig up the picture. It was pretty cool. It was like all white looking with like an anaconda pattern, and like the anaconda pattern was kind of like almost like a lavenderish color that was yeah. in it too, but. Hey, yeah, that's yeah, it would have been fun, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Things happen. Yeah. Yeah. And with yep. you breeding yep. so many different species, I mean, are you cooking everything around the same temperature? Um, You know, for the pythons, yeah, I just use the same incubator for them. And then the Ackies, I had them in a different incubator. Mm-hmm. And I had them closer to like 85. But this year, I think I'm going to just throw them all in the same incubator. Put them on the bottom shelf, and I think they'll be just fine for the most part. But yeah, I had like a mini wine fridge that I was using for the Ackies, and I just used like the little sim containers. Yeah. And I'd put their, put their eggs in there, and they always had like, you know, like 15 eggs or something like that, or like mm-hmm. between 12 and 15. Um, and I'd incubate them in a different one, and I kept them at about like 84, 85 degrees. And then the rough scales and Angolans, I had them at about 87.5, is kind mm-hmm. of what I dialed into. And um, yeah, but that was that was the problem with the, the little wine fridge I had. There's a there's a big gradient in it, not big. I mean, within a couple couple of degrees, you know. And you're trying matter. to be like all yeah, yeah, where you're like, I'm gonna really dial it in. It's like I guess if it's just not 
go in the other direction where it's like two degrees hotter, you mm-hmm. know, where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's like 90 in here, not uh-huh. 88 or whatever. It's probably more of a concern. I think, you know, lower temperatures seem to make bigger babies. They just take a little bit longer. Yeah. So I'm not really, yeah, sweating about it too much anymore for the most part. Yeah. Um, so so I'm going to start them and, you know, if they take a little bit longer. I think the one was supposed to, I've heard, they need to be a little cooler. Um, I've heard that, you know, keep them close to like 86 and stuff. So I'm just mm-hmm. going to put them on the lower shelf and probably put the Angolans on the top and put the Ruffies in the middle. And then they should all hopefully hatch. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's we'll what see. I'm going to do yeah. if I get another Chondro clutch. Because after, like, I think Harlan... He's now he was an eighty-seven point five guy, and now he, I think he's more playing with eighty-six to eighty-six and a half, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Okay. And okay. Uh, David Brahms, we were talking about me and him and Luke have been talking about you know his season so far, and he's trying the eighty-six thing too. So I'm I'm, okay. I'm thinking I'm going to give it a shot because I want to say Harlan told me the last time I talked to him, which has been a while. He you know he was saying it he was actually seeing better results at eighty-six with Condros. Interesting. Mm-hmm. What kind of better results? Just bigger babies? Or... I think just a better hatch rate. Yeah, but nice. That, that too, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think Dave Barker told uh, Jordan that was down here in Texas too about like when they're doing Walmart, he's like, spread the eggs out so they're not, you know, give them some distance amongst each other and then all the temperature back in degree or two and, you know, try to get it like in that 86 range. And that seemed to help them because a lot of people were having issues with, um, Trying to get, you know, the one was the hatch and stuff like that. Like, I, I didn't have a great success rate last year, obviously. I had eight eggs, and I got three out. Mm-hmm. Um, the other ones were close. But, again, we were in Florida, like, the, oh, the, the week that they were supposed to hatch. So, I would have been opening up the egg box and just really making sure nothing's getting too sweaty in there and such. So, mm-hmm. And uh, when I got home, I'm like, well, that didn't work. <laughs> so, <laughs> they, they all went full term for the most part. And they just didn't make it out. So, it's a bummer. That sucks. Do you do uh, so, like substrate or you do over water with incubation? Do you, so do you I change do, it by species, I guess is probably a better question to do. Yeah. I, you know, for the, so for the Accus, I do them in the little Sims containers with straight perlite. Um, and then I just dump a bunch of water in there. So just so it doesn't slosh around. And that seems to work pretty well for them. Um, for the other guys, I did the typical like one-to-one perlite or one-to-one with vermiculite. But then I added a bunch of perlite across the top of it just to kind of keep it dry and not damp there. And that seemed to work pretty good. And I did some egg crate for trying to think the Angolans. I think I actually just buried the eggs. Like I did like a half buried kind of deal mm-hmm. and just, you know, got them in a little bit. Mm-hmm. The Walmas, I kept them on top of egg crate. And then the Ruffies, I kept them on top of egg crate as well too, on top of perlite and um, the vermiculite, which was like your normal, you know, one to one, I think it is by weight. And you're supposed to kind of squeeze it so that it clumps together and mm-hmm. that water comes out kind of deal. Which is funny, so I, I tried to do a lot lighter this year, just to kind of keep it less less damp, and it still clumps together pretty easy. <laughs> so I was like, oh, maybe I was being a little heavy in the past years and stuff. But I mean, that always seemed to work. I mean, my goal, I guess, is like you can always add a little water if you need to, and then rather mm-hmm. take the water out. Um, and so I was kind of watching, and I've had been be going since the early, you know, since. February, I think, when Arlington was. So I've been kind of playing off the egg boxes a little bit, looking at it, and it's definitely less condensation, which is which seems good. So feeling pretty good about that. Yeah, there's a lot of change water with thing, this Condor clutch. Yeah, the water thing kind of freaks me out. Just having like a bunch mm-hmm. of water underneath it just seems like too, you know, especially with like where I'm at. Like I mean, we have nights now. It's like it's 40 degrees at night here, 
and then it's like 80 during the day. Mm-hmm. Like it's some crazy temperature swings. So I'm sure that's yeah. affecting, you know, humidity in the house, obviously, and everything else where it's like, ooh, it's steamy in here in the afternoon. And you're like, mm-hmm. it's cold in here in the morning. Um, and the incubator is just cranking away, trying to keep it consistent. But I'm sure that's got, you know, it's kind of playing havoc with it a little bit. Yeah, that's why I want to get mine set up and, and in the closet so I can kind of see what exactly it's doing and if that's, I mean, if that's just not going to work. Yeah, I'm just yeah. going to dial it in. Yeah. But I did the uh, over water thing for that first chondro clutch, and I mean, okay. within the first like week or two, they were they were really dehydrated. Part of that was just the box I was using, but I know uh, Luke hmm. Myers had the same issue with his first clutch, but he put his in vermiculite, and they plumped right back up. And I think he had a really good hatch rate. So I'm gonna definitely switch over to that this next round, I think, too. Switch over to vermiculite. Yeah. Yeah, it seems. I mean, I've always been. It doesn't hold. It holds moisture well. Um, and you can always add a little bit in the corner if you want to kind of pump it up a little bit mm-hmm. and such. And yeah, it's always seemed to work pretty well. And I, I do like the Pro Light too, because I think it's kind of oxygen because a little bit like a little airflow through there as well too. Mm-hmm. And then it also because I started messing around with it a little bit last year where I kind of made like lasagna, where I was like <laughs> I did Pro Light and then I did Vermiculite and I did Pro Light and Vermiculite and just kind of layered it a little bit, thinking like you know like the water would then basically just drop to the bottom and then it would sit like in a Pro Light. Yeah. But everything else would still kind of hold like a nice moisture and stuff. So I kind of played around with that for a little bit. Yeah, like the substrate that pretty good the too. Yeah, yep, yeah, exactly. Same kind of concept, and that's kind of what I was thinking of actually. So I think I, I think I just did perlite, vermiculite, and perlite on top, and it, it worked. Out, I mean, it worked fine. I mean, I mean, I think these things want to hatch when you give them a pretty good situation to hatch mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. for the most part, you know. So it's just a matter of kind of getting them get them into a nice spot where they've got enough air around them. There's not too much moisture around them and such but they have enough humidity but they're still dry yeah it's an odd sort of stasis you have to you have to hit yeah yeah yeah, exactly but then you think about the females in the wild that are just wrapped around this stuff and sitting there on the you know maybe in a Mm -hmm. tree hole or something like that and they're i mean it's got to be changing all over the board you know have you done maternal with any years i haven't i was gonna do we have one one pair of ball pythons i've got a, a super russo Blue adducistic male. That was like my daughter snake. His name's White Snake. Very original. <laughs> <laughs> Not after the band, unfortunately. But um, so we have her. I have him. And then we've got a jigsaw female, which is like a Mojave pinstripe. So we bred them last year, and she laid her eggs. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to do MI with her. You know, that's you know, like it's let's roll with that. And then I started thawing out some rodents, and I went and put them inside. I'd like an empty tub. A lot of times I'll throw the rodents in there. Mm-hmm. Well, I did the, the probe was underneath one of the boxes because I just switched cages around. I wasn't thinking about it. So I threw a bunch of frozen rodents on top of a probe. So the probe's like, oh, it's cold. Oh, wow. And it just started cranking up the, oh, no. cranking up the rack heat. And so I came in, and I'm like, oh, let's see how she's doing. I'm like, this is really warm here. And um, like when I opened her box, I could like feel the heat coming out. And then, so the eggs, I mean, they spiked in. They must have got into like 100-ish, somewhere around there. So I pulled them and threw them in a box, and they all 100% hatch, no problems whatsoever, and totally full size and stuff. Um, so I haven't done MI. This is, I think I, I'll try her again this year um, and not try to screw up with the uh, temperature in her box. <laughs> so um, I will try with the ball python and see what they go again. So I've been tempted. The problem is, like, in Texas, like, my room's in the garage. And it just gets so hot, but like weirdly hot at different times where it's like, you just get, you don't really know 
you know, it's like, I mean, once we hit summertime, it gets real hot and then the nights kind of cool down a little bit, you know, but you like your room, you'll come in like, oh, it's kind of warm in here. So then I open the vent and like let some AC come in or at nighttime, I open my door. So I kind of like really manage the ambience in my room in general. So I think I'm just a little nervous about like, hey, Walmart, go and just good luck to you, you know, yeah. and see what you can do. Where if I had like a bigger room and I just knew it was a lot more consistent, I would definitely be more apt to try it. Right. Yeah, you know, and then eventually. have like have some Terry Burwell luck. Yeah. <laughs> but his, his crazy stories where he's like, his diamonds all got out. You <laughs> oh, found the eight of them all around his garage. That was, that was pretty funny. They like snuck out of his vision, yeah, like vision cages, and they all snuck between the glass and just like, escaped and stuff. So he was herping, herping for diamond pythons in his garage. Yeah, I think he found like six or seven of them. Yeah, I want to get him on. Wow. Man, he's got so much cool stuff. I just, I can't. Because I'm, right, I'm a big Boyga are... guy, and he's a big Boyga guy. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, the stuff he's dealing with right now, is, that Boyga stuff is it's so cool. And it's, yeah, I'm really happy for him because, yeah, he's he's taking the time to figure him out and get him in there and just, like, really baby and those things. So, yeah, I really hope he, he gets to hatch some of those out. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I actually just messaged it, him about those yesterday. I was, you know, because I know that that female Sonodon laid that clutch, and yep, uh, yep. You know, he said they hadn't hatched yet, but they're supposed to any day now. And then I think that yeah, female those are dropped coming. another then, clutch. Yeah, totally. And then there's the big clutch, dude. The second one looked mm-hmm. really solid. So it's like, dang. Yeah, he sent me a picture. He's like, look at this. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. But I, <laughs> I just see eggs. Then you know, you have, he has so many different species. I'm like, what are they? Yeah, uh, yeah. So the stuff he works with is, man, he's got some cool stuff for sure. Get some rhinos again eventually. I would like rhinos for sure. Yeah, those, those are ones I think I would definitely it. keep. Oh no, it, it got out. He's I got never some found it. <laughs> It sounds like my rough scale uh, Sambo is I got from uh, Gary Shavina. Yeah, I, uh, I got him and I was like, oh, I feel bad for you. I should put you in a slightly bigger tub. Like you're a Sambo, uh, you don't climb. <laughs> and that came out, both of them yeah. gone. I, I had like, a Kenyan oh, get out once. And I'm like, how is a snake me. that lives like, under the sand supposed to, like, you shouldn't be able to yeah. get out. Yeah, I called him out on it. And he's just like, not called him out, but I was like, hey, man. Like, he's like, oh, dude, you watch my nighttime. They climb all over the place. And I was like, yeah, I guess I didn't think about that. <laughs> and so Jeez. I found one of them. It was like three in the morning. I was like, I need some water. And I walked out to the kitchen. And I was like, oh, look at that. <laughs> and so <laughs> I tried, tracked him down and picked him up. And I was like, that's cool. And so I found him and I didn't find the other one. So I was just like, that was a bummer. But yeah, that's didn't something. Jeez, I've lost here. Any of your Angolans come things. from him? Um, no, I got my Angolans from, again, with the Ayakis. Um, I traded, I think, three of them for my adult female when I got her in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I got a male from Don Meeker, secondhand. And that's where I got my pair from. So I actually just sold my male. Because I, I bought a bigger male from a, a woman in Chicago. Because I didn't want, like, she was up to size. And, like, my male was, like, he was a little small. So I was like, well, I'll sell him. And then I'll see if I can pick up a bigger male. I got him in. And he was, like, pretty good looking, just not really stand up for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just recently sold him. And then I got a pair from Todd Trowbridge, who I did the uh, rough scale breathing with. Yeah. Because uh, he, he produced them this year. So we just basically took our angling clutches, split them in half, and just traded them off. So we're like, now we can make unrelated pairs for everybody and i kept a pair back from him and there it's like his are like he has like red angolans like they're super cool they're really light colored and then like with the beiges like the black outlines are super like dark and black which is really cool so they're, they're really high contrast 
then I think Terry got the ones from the same one I got mine from too, in Chicago. So yeah, he's sitting on the clutch right now too from his end goings. And how are those nice. breeding wise? Are those kind of difficult <laughs> to get going? Um, yeah, no, real easy. I think they just breed older, from my understanding. Mm-hmm. Like they need to be like you know in like the four to five year range, probably close yeah, to five. Yeah, they need the extra year or two. And so, exactly. Um, so once they get the size like that, same kind of deal. I just you know went through your typical cycle where I suck them actually everything the exact same way as I did the rough scales. You know, I started once Thanksgiving came, I started dropping them down and I took everybody down to like basically like 68th and brought them back up to like the low 80s during the day and give them basking and stuff. And that seemed to be plenty for them to keep going. And how often are you dropping the temperatures though when you're doing that? You know, I kind of wait like every, like every week I drop a degree or two kind of deal. Okay. Um, once I kind of start getting, yeah, very gradual. And once I kind of start getting down there, I get a little more aggressive with it. You know, like when you start getting to like 78, I might drop to like 74 or something like that and kind of start jumping ahead a little bit. Um, but yeah, I kind of work that down from Thanksgiving until like Christmas time. And then like usually by New Year's, I get down to about where I want to be for low temp. Mm-hmm. And I sit down there for a couple of weeks and I start inching it back up. And I kind of shoot to do that through January and into February. So do you, do you turn their heat on during the day or do you leave everything off 24-7? Um, I bring everything back up to heat. Um, so, yeah, I just run into the herb sets. So I drop everything down. So they'll hit like 68 at night and then I'll bring off to like like around 80, like low 80s and stuff like that mm. for like a little peak during the day. Um, and they use it. They'll come out and bass. But it's funny, like once the night's coming, they just kind of start figuring it out and they start cooling down anyway. So it's like they kind of know what's coming for the most part. Right. Um, but yeah, I definitely bring everybody up because if they're still feeding, I'll still, I'll still throw them some food and stuff too. Um, and so I'll kind of like keep an eye on them. And if someone starts cruising or really hunting, I'll, I'll feed them like small meals. Um, that way they can get up and bask and still digest really easy. Mm-hmm. And then they usually just kind of shut off at some point. But yeah, my, um, like the Wilmas and they, they're all off feed now, but the, uh, actually my males all ate through, through the winter too, which is kind of weird for the Wilmas and the Angolans. And my Angolan female did too until she just already came away the shed. Um, so I just, I kept feeding them, you know, figured like if they want to eat, I'll feed them. Yeah. Um, but I just, yeah, I feed small meals. I'll do like, you know, for them, I'll feed them like small rats. Um, and that seemed to be, you know, it wasn't really putting a big lump by any means. So it just was enough to kind of keep pushing them through and, because last year, after my bread, my Angolans, like, when she came off her eggs, I was like, oh, my Lord, you were, like, 50% the size you were. And the eggs were huge. She had, like, they're, like, you know, two handfuls, basically. So after they um, hatched out, I was like, man, I, you need to get on some food. So I, I fed her really well the year. And that's why when I saw my male this year, I'm like, I'm going to give her next year off for sure. Like, she's, uh, I just want to get her big again. Mm-hmm. Right. Good size. And she was good size. Like, she was good breeding weight this year. But I'm like, I just want to keep giving it to her. Like, you know, this would be her second clutch two years in a row. So I figure I'll skip next year and then we'll go from there. For sure, but, for sure. Yeah, but she's impressive. Like when she was big, she had like you know like bows get like that loaf of bread kind of look on their back straps. Yeah. yeah. Like like she like she had that, and I was like it was pretty cool. <laughs> and she's yes. like kind of like put her back in the cage, and I was like man, she just had some back straps on her. It looked looked pretty awesome. So that's why I give her a good year off and get her going. And she's she's just a fun snake to have in general. Like she's fun to hold and have on and stuff. So figure you know she just goes well this year and we'll, we'll give her a break after that and have you done any other monitors other than Aki's? um not really no those are pretty much the only ones i mean i've always kind of i'd like to get some kimberly's that'll probably be the next monitor lizard i get into be some kimberly rocks um they're just i think they're pretty i've always kind of always wanted a pair and stuff so 
Um, I might look again, you know, trio those at some point and start working with those guys once the Aki's uh, later on down the road, you know, once, once, once they've uh, kind of gone onward and such. Um, my pair is cool. They just, they're, they're funny. They just like, they're in such a routine. Like the light comes up, just come out and bask. And I feed them. So they bask. <laughs> and then they're like, I'm done. And they'll just go back to sleep. <laughs> and it's like, Man. and they've got, you know, they've got a four foot by three foot by three foot tall cage somewhere around there. So they've got a pretty good little habitat and they've got like 18 inches of substrate and some, you know, some good driftwood. I took um, all the cork bark and screwed it to the back walls and the side walls and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they can climb and pin themselves in there and they seem pretty happy with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted some as but, a kid yeah, really bad. They're they're cool, man. They're fun and they're not that big either. I mean, they're like, you know, they're, compared to beer, beer Dragon, they're a little bit longer, you know, but body-wise, yeah, not yeah. much bigger. Um, and they're easy to feed too. Like I feed them just like chicken hearts. Uh, Dubia, they get um, scrambled eggs and fuzzies for the most part, hmm. and so you can kind of like mix it up and like throughout the week just find them like you know, you know kind of change it up for them so they just get like a different food every other day or so. Right. So it's not like you're kind of like doing the same thing over and over. So it's right. like oh you had scrambled eggs so there you know and here's some chopped chicken hearts or something like that and you can do that a couple mm-hmm. days later and stuff so it makes it real easy. Yeah. Where do you get chicken hearts? They're actually like if you go to a grocery store, they're in like the like where you get buy chicken breast. They'll have a tray of chicken hearts, and they're like a dollar twenty-seven for like a pound and a half, and you get oh, like wow. fifty chicken hearts. Yeah, hmm. it's crazy. Like I never knew they're there. I was like, oh, those things look like they'd probably be healthy for them. <laughs> like, yeah, people do. I think people bread them and fry them, and they make or bacon wrap. They make like bacon wrap chicken hearts or something like that. Hmm. I think it's like a, I don't know. I thought it was a southern thing. I mean, that uh, may be. I don't know. That just that doesn't sound. Yeah. Other than I've like, heard of like, yeah, chicken, like not our kind of chicken, spot, right? chicken gizzards yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I know gizzards are a thing, but I, I don't, I don't yeah. know about hearts and feet. All right. Yeah, Gizzard, yeah. gizzards are good. Now. Yeah, our grocery store just has it, man. It. It's, it's, it's <laughs> they have them there, so you just get them and they're like a dollar, you know, like a dollar, like fifty at the most, mm. and you get probably like fifty chicken hearts. So I'll take those and break them into like. Um, little tiny like snack pack ziplocs, you know. So mm-hmm. I'll do like five in a little bag, and I freeze them all separately so that I can just pull like out a portion size for them and thaw them in some more and more, or slice them up and feed them off that way. And are yours kind of spazzy? Um, like I mean, how how mellow are yours? Because I've heard kind of mixed mine, things about them. Yeah, mine aren't mellow. Mine don't really like me. Like they're cool <laughs> around me. Like I can I can pet them. I don't hold them at all. Yeah. I don't watch TV with them at all. I never did that. Like when I got them, we had our, like our daughter was born. Actually, I think I got them right when our son was born. He's four. Um, right around that time. So it was just like, there wasn't a whole lot of time to be like, I'm just going to go take yeah. the lizards. Um, so unfortunately, I didn't get, I didn't really take the time to like socialize them, but I can definitely go in there and talk and feed them and scratch them and that kind of stuff. And they're totally cool with that. If I pick them up, they'll definitely bite on and they don't let go a lot of times since so it's, it's like like she bit on after she let it go out to one to soak her and she bit onto a glove and she didn't let go for like 15 minutes like she just sat there <laughs> and held it and i just took the glove off and went whenever you're done feel yeah, free feel to free to go on about your dis- day. disengage yeah exactly okay. i'm just trying to give you a nice little warm soak here um and do that so they're they're neat though they're definitely cool but yeah, i'd like to get some kimberly rocks and, and the big ones are cool but i just don't have any room for yeah them. i've always had a big um, interest in the smaller stuff like the stores and, and whatnot yeah totally yeah and the freckles and that kind of stuff are all really neat and tristis tristis um i like the skinks though. i do have a northern blue tongue skink that's really it's a really i was always kind of weirded out by them like their little legs and i was like i don't know <laughs> i like you guys you got these little like stubby legs I don't trust you 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I got one. Uh, I got one from Justin Jewlander, and I was like, man, this thing's really cool. Like, just like feeding wise, they eat pretty much everything. They've mm-hmm. got like good personalities, and they're big, and they're like, and it's really, it's a really pretty one too. It's like that. It's like a sunset phase or something like that. But it's it's gorgeous. And I'm like, these things are actually really cool. I dig them. Yeah. I've got it like in a big like. Uh, a four foot display and things. I was out cruising around all day and basking nice. and hanging out and doing his thing. And I was like, all right, three times you, you won me over. Yeah, Casey cool. Cannon's getting into him pretty heavy. Yeah. Nice. He, yeah. I think I like him a lot. That's cool. Yeah. There's the, like, I think it's the Holomaras. Is that what it yeah. is? They have the, um, they've got the Xanthic ones. I don't know if you've ever seen those. And they're basically like black bands with like gray in between and mm-hmm. they have black eyes. Those things are wicked. I'm like, those things oh, are wow. cool. Yeah, they're, they're really, really cool looking. But um, yeah, I just got the one. So I'm like, I'm kind of tempted to set some some outdoor uh, setups for them and try them out. Oh, yeah, I've got a pair of Redfoots as well and some Herman tortoises. And we just keep those guys outside in the back in the backyard. Nice. And uh, they dig it. You know, it's, they, they, I bring them in during the Hermans, they left out all winter. And they did totally fine. Also, it's weird. It's like a spring day, and I'm like, where's the Hermans? They're back out. <laughs> and they start cruising around and they're just like you know they like feed me and if they see yeah, the shadow great. yeah pretty much yeah. <laughs> it was exactly that yeah they just came out they're like all right we're up and they came out so that was really cool and then um they're the redfoots i bring them in they're kind of a pain because i gotta bring them in and they're getting pretty like the size of a football now so i gotta bring them in and because we, we get you know fairly cold here and damp at night and stuff throughout the winter so they come in that winter when in the night in the house and stuff or in the garage and keep them warm but then they get warm and they take them outside and stuff so they're back outdoors right now again but it makes me think i'm like oh, that'd be cool to get, like you know do some skinks outside or do some outdoor camp closure just a little you know because um don church is pretty close to us and he's doing lace monitors mm-hmm. and he's having like really good success he's like yeah, i just keep them outside year round i've got like a a nice heat box for that. They totally thrive and degrade. And he's producing little baby lace monitors like 15 miles from us. Nice. Jeez, That's man. cool. Yeah, lace amazing. monitors are so cool. Yeah, they're gorgeous. Yeah, they're, they're, they're cool. I saw his babies at Arlington and I was like, those are cool. I'm like, don't forget, I live close to you. Yeah. If you ever need, if you ever, if you ever need help, if you ever <laughs> need something to stay with me, I'll be Yeah, sick. exactly. I'll clean cages or I'll come help build a cage or whatever, man. <laughs> just call me. Just anything to be close to me. I just want to see him. Yeah, exactly. I want to see the adults. Like, that looks awesome. And he was doing the uh, pillowbearers as well, too, like the other little uh, dwarfs. So I think he's breeding those for a while, too, which are really pretty. You ever thought about nice. doing anything with like helos or beaded's? You know, I can't have them in Austin, but that is the one thing I definitely want. I want helos for sure. So that seems like something that would be right up your alley if you're into the, you know, the desert-esque sort of. They are, yeah. It's the one thing. It's like two things hold me back. Is like one's my wife, and the other's the city ordinance. So Kate's like, no, you're not having them with the kids being little, and I can't have them legally in Austin anyways. So she's let me do everything else. That's the one. That's the one Mm -hmm. I get. We could thank Chad Fuchs for that because we stopped over at his house one time and he's just like pulls out a heel and puts on the floor. He's like, those are healers. And she's like in the corner, climbing the wall, like, seriously, this is cool. What are you doing? It's like, <laughs> and he's like, no, they're really cool. And then he like opens up his conjures and he gets tagged by like two of them, like right off the bat. <laughs> and she's like, you're never having those either. I'm like, well, that one I can get around. We'll see about yeah. that. So, yeah, here we are. And uh, yeah, I, I would love that helos, man. I think they're the coolest animal. I mean, just 
the color and patterns on them like uh, they're just they're awesome i'd love to have like just a nice big like setup for them like a big display mm-hmm. and just kind of see those dudes go through their life like just coming out and basking and see what kind of routines they do and stuff i think it'd be really amazing yeah i like, build a, them some cool some cool burrows and stuff i got a buddy uh me and jake do he, he has some beaded and he was he was looking to sell some and he was i was talking to him about them i was very tempted but nice. I, just, I don't have the space those are, the, yeah those are quite a bit bigger right yeah yeah, I just don't have anywhere to put them. You know. Yeah, supposed again, dipped by those suck. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's, that's supposed to be supposed to be pretty terrible. Maybe not as bad as a rattlesnake bite, but probably pretty bad. Jake, right, we'll man. let you get it, and then you can compare. <laughs> you can give us the report. I've heard. I've heard. I just heard had the... to throw that in there. Sorry. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, you're good. <laughs> I've heard that it's more like the pressure from the jaws of those things that hurts the most. Yeah. Like, yeah, the venom is gonna, you know, it's not gonna. I mean, the teeth are pretty it's not gnarly. Gonna feel good. You've yeah. seen the yeah, skull. The it's pretty gnarly, impressive. But yeah, but I've heard just the jaw power of those mm-hmm. things, man, is ridiculous. They'll rip you open. I still think yeah, a, t- yeah, a tegu I'd... would probably be worse, though. I don't know. You see the the jowls yeah. on a freaking tegu. I don't know, I don't know if I'd want to. That'd be a tough call. I mean, to be honest, if I had, I I don't really want to get bit by either. Um, but uh... <laughs> yeah, my friend got nipped. Like he got grazed, like a very very small. Yeah, it wasn't like a full on lock or anything like that. By Gila? Yeah, by Gila. And he said it basically was equivalent to like taking your finger and slamming it in the car door. Oh. And then and then man. do that and then do that like twenty more times, like just like over and over. Oh he's like the god. throb and pressure and pain from it was just like oh my god that hurts and then he's just like it just kept coming like it would come wow. back and come back and come back and he's like you basically just felt like you just kept slamming your finger in the car door for like i mean hours. that's pretty similar to how i explained the rattlesnake bite like how i described it was it felt like somebody was taking a hammer and smashing my thumb over and over I mean, and yeah. over again just the throb oh my gosh. yeah it's it's so intense <laughs> yeah i know i know exactly what he's describing yeah that, that's yeah there you go see yeah. you're there man you're halfway yeah. there no, so I, we'll go yeah, up to yeah. reed's place so, so and we'll let so one I'm of his beaded gab you uh, and then we'll see how they compare and we'll no. film it it'll be for science no, yeah, I mean, no it'll, be for the, it'll be for the TPH, man. I'm gonna do it. No, nope, I nope. <laughs> Definitely not gonna do that. I'll give you twenty dollars. Okay. Uh, twenty. Fuck it. Twenty dollars in a pack of cigarettes. You got it. Taco Bell for dinner? Sure. Ooh, nice. Chilies. That's that's all right. That's not that's good that's, that's good that's a fair right deal there. 20 bucks yeah. of cigarettes and taco bell sign me up <laughs> sign me up sold how could you say no yeah 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 someday i'll i'll have i'll have some but I, yeah when I, when I get them i want to set them up and do like a nice big like six foot cage yeah. for like, like a nice burrow where right? you can like totally set them up like south yeah. style yeah and that's see that's why kind of, like, like i'd know, love to do the beating you know I just they I want to have you know I want to do it right like I want to have a big right decent size setup, and he had yep. uh, he had both subspecies I think or two of the main subspecies and one of them does get smaller than the other but it's still bigger than okay. Ava, so I yeah some of them you see you're like man that's a big animal yeah this is a pretty good size big wedge heads with strong jaws sure. and some good stuff in those but it'd be cool to set them up in like a a naturalish looking sort of deal with some some like grasses and you know big cork tubes yeah. and that kind of thing and make it you know really exactly. really go all out on it yeah, yeah yeah give them some like good backdrops of rocks to kind of like include like you know and 
Carsmans, whatever they call them, uh, for them to kind of crawl around on and get up on and kind of yeah, see what they do. Because I'm sure they'd be all over the place. I'm sure they'd use them all the time. Yeah. I'm going to have to see what Rita's doing here soon, Jake, and make a trip up that way. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. He's got some dark podcast. Frogs. Yeah, you're a big dark frog guy, right? Oh uh, yeah, I've 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 gone deep down that rabbit hole, and I just want to keep going. Oh deeper. yeah, he really loves, he loves nice. his frogs. I said I set up my first paludarium recently, so I, I used a um, 36 inch Exoterra, mm-hmm. and then planted out, did that, did like live aquatic plants and tetras and stuff on the bottom and then did all the mosses and plants up on top and we got a pair of um not a pair but a couple um white street frogs yeah so we got like the big nice. tree frogs yeah they're pretty awesome they're so loud it's it's hilarious man <laughs> you just be sitting there and like when the kids will be like rah, 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 and like talking loud and talking back and also you just see the frog go oh you upset the frogs man see what happens you talk back to your parents, the frogs get mad. Even, yeah. but, uh, but they're pretty cool. They come out at nighttime and you just see them like splashing around and cruising around and stuff. And yeah, that's pretty cool, man. I, I definitely had a, a good time setting that up and building that up. That's like one of the funnest parts about it, though. I mean, that's cool because they totally. really don't require a whole lot of maintenance after they're set up. But right, I don't totally. know. It's just the whole like having a like the jungle in a box kind of thing is just yeah oh no i can't it's hard to explain but it's just it's so cool to see them hopping around and seeing the plants take off and you know yep that's cool yeah the whole fruit fly thing i think i'd have a hard time with so it's not that difficult the hardest part is just planning them out so you don't run out because they do take about two weeks or so for a a culture to really be producing enough for you to feed from it so they get all over or no or they stay pretty contained no they stay contained they're they're weightless they don't fly or anything but Oh, you just uh, yeah. It's nice. just it's just the timing of them. Like I've gotten into a group okay. now where once I see a culture is really producing enough for me to start feeding off it, then I'll start. I'll make two more, two or three more, and just keep rolling with that. So. And then keep going. Yeah. That's cool. Hmm. It's also a lot easier if you only have like one or two tanks. Right, when right. You right. get into like yep. the five and six range. That's when you're like, oh, I need more flies. Yeah, I, <laughs> we had um, we just had like our fish tank that had like tetras in it and. I mean, one day I was like, I really want to do like a paludarium. Like, I'd like to do something with water on the bottom mm-hmm. and like all the plants and structure. And I just found you know, a couple of YouTube videos and I was like, I could totally not make this up. And then also, like, five days later, I'm like, well, I got the paludarium. Look yeah. at that. Well, that's kind of and, a nice uh, thing, too, is like you really don't have to have super fancy plants. You know, you can, right, you can right. do a lot with, with some pretty simple, you know, easy to come across species. Yeah. I just went to Josh Frogs and, yeah. and like ordered a couple of different starter packs and got some different ferns and my um, begonias things that I planted. Oh, there. Like, yeah, they're I huge. love begonia. Yeah, that's super cool, man. Like they're like this really cool. Also, just the pictures of them are like these red stalk ones, and they've got like, mm-hmm. watermelon color leaves on them. Yep. But I mean, there's like ten different leaves, and they're like the size of my palm, and they're just like sprouting and growing like crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this thing's awesome, man. And, um, some other philodendron like stuff growing in there and um, the moss is kind of doing pretty well for the most part for mm-hmm. women you know not knowing what the hell I'm doing it's like it's pretty cool to kind of check out I'm like but yeah the plant part of it is really neat too to watch yeah so we've got that and I've got a little nano reef with a um, little mixed reef with some uh, bubble tip anemones and some other cool stuff in there so yeah a pair of clownfish and 
a little pistol shrimp and uh, a goby in there and stuff. So I kind of play around with some reef tanks and stuff like that too. Yeah, my dad attempted a, my dad attempted saltwater tanks once and it it failed miserably. It was he could not keep the algae at bay. It was just it was, yeah. It was, it was a big tank, so that was probably his first mistake. Was it was like a fifty gallon? That's part of it. Yeah. yeah, it was just oh man, it was it was really cool, but he just he got so irritated with with keeping it clean, and he's like, I just I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah, I've had pretty good luck with it for the most part. I'm not sure why. I think it's just dumb luck for the most part. Um, yeah, they're, they're pretty though, man. Once again, I had like a really nice one in Chicago, like a 65 gallon, that was completely completely blown out with like stony corals and um, soft polyped corals and all kinds of really mm-hmm. cool stuff in there. And so that sucked when we had to break that down to sell it. And it's like, luckily some guys like, I want the whole thing. I want all the livestock. And I was like, all right, let's figure it Try to get it out of there. We'll see how this goes. I so dated was, a, you know, a girl who was. her dad raised corals and like sold corals. And so he had yeah, like, the yeah. really shallow tanks with the little grow out, you know, yep, little it was, that was tanks, really yeah. cool. Yeah. We always, we lived on the West side of Chicago and I always call it like slinging rocks. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, people would come over and like walk out of my house with a bunch of baggies, and I had like a bunch of twenties in my pocket. Like, what are you guys doing? I'm like, ah, just slinging rocks. <laughs> like, we're just selling coral. That's pretty uh, awesome. But it's, I mean, you just like take a little clippers and, and clip off a little piece and mm-hmm. super glue it on a little piece of tile, and then they'll just start propagating and growing yeah. from there. And yeah, nice. it's, a, it's, a, it's a big business. I'm like, those people are crazy. Um, like I always thought reptile, reptile people are dramatic. Like those like fish people are insane. They're they're uh, it's a it's an interesting hobby as well. Like Tiger King levels of insane. Oh my no, god. No, I wouldn't go that far. They're not big cat people, <laughs> but they're definitely like yeah, they're definitely Jesus. reptile level, I would say. Yeah. Maybe they're, 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 I'd say they're almost like classier reptile dramatics, almost in a way. Yeah, yeah fish people are uh, something else. They're like chondro breeders. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's a pretty good description. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, they've got. Uh, it. I would yeah. say fish people are very similar to most chondro breeders. Yes. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, there's there's nothing like Tiger King. I've been infatuated with Tiger King. Carol fucking Baskin. Baskin. <laughs> The whole story, I was just like jaw dropped. I'm like, every, yeah. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's like wait, an episode what? of the Twilight wait, Zone, dude. Like this guy, wait, wait, this guy's got five girlfriends. I'm like, why? Is like, wait, what? Wait, they're all teenagers. Like, how's he yeah. in jail? Like, and you how's know, not? I laughed so hard when they were like, "Yeah, he's in Myrtle Beach." I was like, "Of course he's in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> it's Myrtle Beach. Like, it's the, right. Oh God, it's like <laughs> the butthole of South Carolina, man. Yeah. Uh, like Tiger King wasn't that far from yeah. us in Texas. That was just north yeah. of us. <laughs> like how crazy. He, he's like they can leave whenever they want. Like that's what all cults say. They'll dude. be broke. Right? Yeah. yeah, they won't it's have any money or anywhere to go. They so true. Yeah. yeah, they can't do anything. No, they have no social skills after ten years of living with this guy. <laughs> like it ain't happening. Oh, they, no. they got nothing left. They made like, nothing from it. So I couldn't believe he gave them all a hundred bucks a week. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I, dude, that's ridiculous. You're gonna work eighty hours. I'm gonna give you a hundred dollars. Fair, okay, yeah. cool. And Carol Baskin's like, you're just gonna work for me for free. Yeah, yep, yeah, pretty much. I mean, at least like you know, Joe Exotic gave him like Walmart meat. I mean, that's not bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that expired <laughs> and cocaine and meth. Yeah, but yeah. he's just like, here's this pizza, <laughs> like with like sausage toppings. It's like. You're literally serving expired Walmart meat on your pizza toppings. He's something. He's like, <laughs> I got pizza, meth, dick, and tiger. <laughs> Everything a person could need. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean two guys fell for it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I guess hey. three or something like that. It's all it takes. Yeah. I mean, the uh, Myrtle yeah. Beach guy though, he's like the case study for Stockholm syndrome. If I ever saw it. Yeah, the whole thing was I'm like that is unbelievable. That was great. How crazy! See, we're not that. We're not that crazy. Yeah, that yeah, made me feel although, real good about about the community. They always have to mention like reptile people at some point. Yeah, you know, like, like Crutch Creel was in it. Um, yeah. This book right now, I forget what it's called. It's like Chasing the Last Dragon or something like that. And it's about like the red arowanas of like the fish trade and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just totally like starts off in the whole like first phase, the first chapter is talking about like the reptile trade in, you know, industry. Nice. I was like, you ain't, you ain't host. Leave us alone. Like, yeah, gonna, us alone. yeah, I'm not the one chasing your red fish around town, killing people. <laughs> so, there was, uh, was pretty funny. I saw a meme that made me laugh. I shared it on the THP page a while back, but it was like, when you just want to watch Netflix and get away from the reptile community for a bit, and it's like the first five minutes is Tom Crutchfield and has his picture and it says, it's me, bitch. <laughs> it's me, bitch. Dude, I laughed so hard when I saw that. That's pretty awesome. Oh, my God. You got a big old grin on his face. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Big old oh, my God. I, man, Red. The first, like, Red. five minutes. <laughs> Sunburned to hell. Yeah. just like... And there we are. Uh, first five minutes, someone's cupping a gaboon with like their bare hands, and I was like, oh, "Yeah, this exactly. is just a sign of good yeah. things to come." I was like, "This is yeah, yeah. exactly." Like, here's here's our cobra in a in a, in a rack shelf. You know? Yeah, in a rack, we got cobras. Some... It made me cringe so hard, though. Just cupping yeah. a gaboon with your hand, like, oh man. Just... Yeah, like, we have it. It's do you guys have? Do you guys have venomous? You guys, you, like Florida is pretty strict on venomous, right? Florida is. Yeah. We're not. Yeah. You guys aren't. No. <laughs> no, not at all. No, South yeah, Carolina is pretty much too. lawless. Really, that's yeah. interesting. So. Yeah, Texas is the same way too. Like we always have hot shows, so mm-hmm. you just walk around and there's just like you know all kinds of like gaboons and rhinos and all kinds of crazy stuff out there. You're like wow, that's wild. Jeez, yeah, Texas man. sounds kind of weird though, because talking to Chris at uh at Badlands, he's like, if I go, you know, ten miles west or wherever, he's like, I can keep whatever I want, but he's like, because of the canyon, yeah. man, I can't keep anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's how we are. Like Austin, you know, city of Austin, I can't have. There's no venomous here. I can uh, literally go to Dripping Springs, like the next town over or next county over, and just like no problems at all. Whatever you want, it's all there. And that's yeah. actually where they did the hot show at because they're like, well, we want that venomous in there, so we're going to do it. Like, I'm like, okay, I'll drive eight miles, and well, there's all that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, I guess, yeah, don't cross the invisible line with them. Yeah, and that's how it was because I lived in Texas. I lived in the same place Chris did. And um, yeah, it was. It was weird, man. I unknowingly had a bunch of carp pythons that I wasn't supposed to have. Um, but yeah. 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 Again, I didn't know it. I didn't know it when I moved there, and I didn't know it when I bought a bench one. Where was that at? Where uh, in Texas? Corpus, Corpus Christi. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Corpus, sure. Yeah. You know, it's nice. funny. Like Jake couldn't keep I'd... venomous, but that didn't stop him from getting bit. Right. <laughs> hey, that happened in the wild. Okay, let's just. Uh, that was, that, li- was that in Corpus, or where was that at? That was in Corpus. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, we have we have a lot, man. We've got coral snakes. There's been a lot of coral snakes. I've been mean, like on constant next next door battles lately with uh, everybody killing them lately. Jeez. I was gonna yeah, say a ton of coral like, snakes isn't a bad problem to have, but neighbors killing them. Yeah, yeah that's so it's, it's crazy. Like you guys have next door at all. It's like the Facebook of your neighborhood kind of deal. Mm-hmm. 
so it was just like all your neighbors complaining about stuff in general and you know griping it's always like someone like especially in texas you know it's like the only good snake's a dead snake kind of mentality not oh really. yeah and um they're like oh look at this coral I'm like that's a beautiful coral snake well he ain't gonna be bothering no one if you catch my drift like, <laughs> yeah hope I, you I like your both drift. halves because they're both really <laughs> yeah. pretty exactly yeah. so, you know, i like sat back and then people kept coming i'm like all right time to jump in <laughs> and so you know i just like try to you know say it's pretty sad that y'all have the same mentality like i saw a squirrel in my front yard and i cut its head off i'm sure you guys would all take offense mm-hmm. to it right you know and, yeah. but yeah there's been a bunch of western diamonds and um and coral snakes especially this time of year they all seem to keep popping up so yeah, they're they're all over our neighborhood. There's been been quite a few corals lately. Well, the Diamondback hurt. <laughs> Are you sure? What's that? The Diamondback well, diamond hurt. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yep. And I get it too a little bit, you know. But I'm like, maybe just have like, I don't know. Try not to, you know. If you can figure out a way to, basically, you know, not kill the animal and relocate it. Yeah. Fantastic. If it's Absolutely. a situation where it's like, you know, having kids and. You're in a situation, you're just like, it didn't, you know, it happened, whatever. Well, don't go and glorify it, you know, yeah. go tell everybody about it. Just, you know, it is what it is, I'd, but. I'd be more nervous about having Westerns around and my kids than, than corals. Really. Yeah. You know, just making sure the kid oh, knows yeah. like, hey, if it's colorful or if it's a snake at all, actually don't touch it. Right. But like right. knowing, because exactly. I kept an Aatrox for a while and I'll tell you what, man, she was hell on wheels. Yeah, yeah. And they're pretty good size ones around here, too. They're quick quick to sing, man. I tell you, they are night night and day difference from the cane breaks down here. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It is, they are nothing. The Westerns out there are just complete psychopaths. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're surrounded by the green belt, which is, I mean, it's like perfect terrain for them. It's long grass. There's a bunch oh, yeah. of different rock crevices for them. It's all tucked away, and there's water back there and stuff. So it's like, it's like you know, snake hat, like just it's perfect for all of them. They're like the so, squirrels of Texas, know. right? Basically, they're yeah, they're all around and stuff. So it's like, and I get it, you know, you find them in the garage and stuff. But some people have found them, and, you know, it's just like, yeah, I'm like you're gonna probably have more. You're gonna like gonna get hurt sooner just screwing with the thing trying to kill it mm-hmm. than you are just calling someone to have it, you know, removed. And there's plenty of people that will do it, you know. So it's always always interesting, that's for sure. That's good. It's, it's cool around. It's kind of neat. First time you see them, you're like, wow, that's cool. <laughs> you know, I grew up in Wisconsin, so it's like we didn't have a whole lot of. Oh, you're from Wisconsin? Hell yeah, oh, I'm from God. Wisconsin. Dude, yeah. I was I was born in Wisconsin. Where? Which where, where? What part? I was born in Manitowoc. Ah, Grace, Manitowoc. Yeah, real nice. It sounds like a green tree yeah. locality. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. but you, uh, it's, uh, it's a lot of time in in Sheboygan. Sheboygan, uh, yeah, I love it. Their, their guy, you know. Uh, I mean, you're you're named after after the greatest encased meat ever, right? Yeah, absolutely. Brats. <laughs> yeah. Duh. I was I, mean, I was born in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Okay. Yep. Just right between Milwaukee and Madison, so southeast Wisconsin. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Went to school in Milwaukee. Went to school in Stevens Point. Um, ironically, uh, you guys know Garrick DeMeyer as well. He's um, he does well, he's, he does a bunch of ball pythons and he used to do like some like dwarf retics and stuff. He's up in Wisconsin, nice. but he and Chad Fuchs live in the dorm next to me, and we never met, which kind of sucks because they're huh. pretty pretty fun. But they're like they're yeah. pretty pretty um, they keep some pretty big collections and stuff like that too. But they're all at the Stevens Point with me. 
nice. uh, at the same time. So yeah, yeah, grew up in Wisconsin and then uh, moved to Chicago right after college. That's awesome. Down there. So yeah, my parents are still in Wisconsin. We've got a, a lake house up there and stuff. So big uh, Packer sweet. fan. I love them Packers. Oh, God. oh dude, yes. Oh, I'm a huge Packer fan. Go Packers. Nice. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. This is our year. Yeah, man. This is it. I don't care. I don't care what anybody has to say. Ain't nobody standing in the The year that all the sports are getting canceled because of coronavirus. This is totally your year. Yeah. I was going to say, if there's a year, this is our year. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. No, we were. I've been up to Lambeau probably 20 times for games and stuff. Oh, man. I was at Favre's last football game, last game he played Lambeau, that they lost in the playoffs to the Giants. It was like. Oh, I, yeah, I remember that. Where how cold that I shit was. Watching, like, yes. Yeah, we rolled in there, and it was like, like no joke, it was negative 20 degrees, not yeah. wind chill. Like, wind chill was like negative 35. Hell no, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it was insane. Like, we were so bundled up. And so we were like, we'll just make Bloody Mary's because the beers keep freezing. And, nah. then our, and our Bloody Mary's froze. Like, that's how oh my it was. Like, God. Was freezing. And, um, yeah. yeah, we went in, we went out through the whole game, and then they lost. And the Giants went on to beat the Patriots, but that's Farb's last game. And I was like, ah, I was like, I got to go. So the week before was like 40 degrees out and snowing. It was like this weird warm snow day, and they beat the Seahawks. And I was like, I'm going no matter what next week. Yeah. And then it just dropped out and dropped like 50 degrees, and it was like negative 20 out. Yeah, and then that was a shit game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I remember. I'm pretty sure I cried <laughs> when I watched that. Yeah, I, I, I was, I, I was I, so excited for a Super Bowl. That was I, I was still young, man. I yeah, that's probably. I was, I was gonna say that was like that was a good break in between like '96. Like that was the first time. Yeah, like, about ten years or something. Yeah, like that. we're gonna go back. Yeah, yeah. I, I I remember that game. I was I watched him throw that enter that game. Yep. the last interception. Yep. And I I hit my knees and just. <laughs> No! Yeah. Laces out. We were yeah. like drinking. My friend just got back from Thailand, so he brought this Thai whiskey, which was just terrible. Like the label oh. was, was like in Thai. I'm like, I don't even know what this says. I think it's whiskey. We were like just sipping on that, trying to keep warm. Just <laughs> it's stay probably alive, some sort basically. of cleaner. It may have been cleaner. It may have been pine salt. Oh, we, we were like, the beer's pine they just like kept freezing and stuff, you know. So we're like, we're just gonna nip on this and make it through it. And yeah, I definitely had like a frozen tear that day. Jesus, like, man. Walking out, and there was a really long ride home. I'm like, this sucks. So, well, there's yeah, a reason they call it the frozen tundra, yeah. man. That's yeah, it's yeah, it was unbelievable. Like the little they've like, like little tours that you can go and tap out like ketchup and mustard. Mm-hmm. And one of them just had ketchup frozen, like it was like a six inch drip that froze midair like someone's like oh, i got some i'm not gonna get that <laughs> like just completely froze so yeah Damn. good good to hear another packer fan that's awesome yeah man i didn't i had no idea you're from wisconsin nothing like yeah. that. This, is, this is great man it's perfect thing oh thing. man yeah yeah Did we just become these... best friends i think yeah. so, I think so. <laughs> yes absolutely sports oh man that's sports. awesome Yes, sports and Wisconsin brings, man. Brings, dude, brings the world together, dude. I'm telling you, when you meet somebody else from Wisconsin, you're automatically best friends, no yeah. matter where you go. It doesn't matter. It's, we have a we've had, we have a Packer bar here, at Star Bar. Dude, we and, have a Packer uh, bar here in Buford. Yeah, that, there's a place, like, yeah, it's like, yeah, tailgaters. Tailgaters. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. During football season, that's a Packer bar, bro. No, I thought you were gonna say like yeah, Rosies or Crybabies or something. No, tailgaters. 
yeah, it's pretty funny. So you go and then you walk in, and I was like, by the end of the night, you're like, oh my god, you're like my brother. <laughs> yeah, you know? I mean, you're <laughs> high fiving everybody. <laughs> like everybody. We went yeah. to uh, we we're out in Vegas for our anniversary last fall and stuff. You know, we just did like a quick weekend. It was a Bears Packer game, like to kick off the season. So we Ooh. just I'm like, there's got to be a Packer bar in Vegas, and found this place and it was at strip mall and it didn't have windows and I was like, that's kind of weird. And we opened the door and there's just green and gold everywhere. And it yes. was like the best Packer bar ever. We just uh, like, everyone's just like, don't, don't, da na 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 And uh, God, yes. yeah, it was a fun time. So oh, the same man. deal. It's just, you walk in, you're like, I'm back home. That, yes. That's <laughs> the, oh, it's the best feeling, man. Yeah, yeah. Automatically best friends with everybody. Yeah. Sorry, but, Justin. We'll, we'll find something to bond over, buddy. Yeah, sorry. No, Justin, go screw yourself. Me and yeah. Brett. We'll, we'll possibly connect you. Yes. Anyways. Uh, but I think we are about at that time. We are at we an are hour 45. <laughs> yes. That's a good note to end on right there. Factors. Yes, absolutely. Go, Pat, go. Nice. Nice. <laughs> but how can people find you um i'm on instagram under fieldstone underscore herpiculture um otherwise under brett bender on facebook as well too so i'm on there i don't do a lot of reptile stuff on facebook i do have a uh, facebook page for fieldstone herpiculture as well but um i don't update it instagram too much is home. Kind of it's, yeah instagram's home i like it yeah it's much cool. less no same yeah, exactly. So that's usually the best place, but you can hit me up on either one, messages and stuff like that. And hopefully if we get clutches here, um, I will definitely be posting pictures and keeping things going that route. Yes, I will be looking for your rough scales. Hopefully, fingers and crossed. I, and I am going to type out screaming as well as I can whenever they come out. Nice. I'm going to message you. Yes, we will keep her going. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome, man. Yep, we'll keep you up to date with everything. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, awesome. man, we appreciate you coming on, brother. Yep, anytime. definitely. Keep me posted. I'm yeah. free tomorrow if you guys are. Cool. Just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Did we like schedule something I don't know about? Yeah. Right? Yeah, I was like, wait. Uh. What did Jake do? Oh, that was great. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't do anything. All right. But well, already, y'all. Uh, thank well. you. Yeah, no problem, guys. Hope that went well. Yes, I'm locked in, yes, locked in my room. I had a couple beers. Hope you guys don't mind. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, dude, we're good. So it's just my serenity away from the children. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. That's, that's going to make me hide out. But yeah, cool, dudes. Um, yeah, I'll keep you guys posted. Hopefully, if anything pop up, but keep in touch. I like what you guys are doing. Podcasts are great. I need to be on that transparent. I need to get on to the the magazine as well. Oh, yeah. got some free time, so yeah, man. I need to dig into that. I haven't done it yet. What's the best way to get get through it all? Um, if you go on, uh, I can send you the link, but you can either read them on the website herpeticulturemagazine.com, or you, if you go okay. to the YouTube page or not YouTube, the uh, Facebook page. Uh, yep. There will be a link to the latest one, and you can read all the rest of them on issue.com. Oh, nice. Awesome. So. I'm going to do that. Yeah, they look good. I started poking around and looking at them, and I was like, I need to just sit down in some quiet time and get into them. Yeah, the uh, sure. the June issue is going to be an all-Condro issue. So Nice. Ooh. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I have a little bit of a Condro bug. I just like, you know, I'm like, I love my little teen dudes, and they're, they're super fun to have, and 
yeah maybe someday i'll get some more but yeah we're working pretty, on pretty happy with these little two guys we're working on the next issue and then i'm already kind of trying to get some stuff together for that issue so we're gonna have some cool stuff nice. um cool piece that talks about like the different lines like calicos and sort of the history behind them and that kind of thing and nice. i'm looking to do a, a forest memorial piece that cool you know getting blurbs from a bunch of people that knew him and you know what they miss about nice. him what he brought to the hobby that kind of stuff you know, just tell it so, yeah, we'll I saw see. Mark, Mark, Mark Hager. He, yeah, uh, he produced some some dark ones today too. Really pretty Mark's, nice. Mark's the one who's who's been helping me get that uh that line history thing together. So oh nice, yeah, he's a good dude, man. Yeah, he he's, he's a really really nice I guy. Like he's an interesting guy. <clears throat> we met him met him a few times down here. Another another Texan. Yeah, he's got the stash though. He's got the Texans. Stash. I know that's ridiculous. It's awesome. It's pretty funny. I was like, "Is Mark here?" Oh, there he goes. He, he like literally <laughs> saw him like all the way across like like Arlington and then like, <laughs> like, like it was like sixty yards away, and I just see like his tall ass head like walking through. I'm like, there he is. He's here. Yeah, that's awesome. Jake, you totally need to grow a stash like that, dude. I can't grow much. You could. I mean, yeah, no. he can't really either. So, <laughs> I mean, it is, it is, he does kind of have. It looks pretty good from too, afar. So. Oh, yeah, geez. right, exactly. Yeah, totally. Alrighty, dudes. All right, um, cool. We'll keep in touch. Holler. Yeah, Definitely. if you get some more gray bands, let me know. I want some, I want some blares. I, I think my dad and still has awesome. a few, but I think some of them he's still struggling to get them eaten regularly. So he's starting to get on stuff. Yeah, well, if he once decides uh, to go, let me know. Once they're there, I'll let you know. Yeah, I'd like to get some classic blares, and I'd like to get some like the other end of it, just like some super gray ones and some like mm-hmm. little black saddle-y kind of deals on them and stuff. Yep. So, like the little little rock rattlers looking ones. Cool. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much. I'll uh, catch up with you later. No problem. All right, man. Take it easy. Thanks for coming. Right. Yep. Later. See you, dudes. Bye. All right, man. Bye. All righty. Well, episode seventy-six, Jakey. Ah, 76. 76, man. Time flies. Time flies when you're having fun, right? It has been an honor to watch you become a man. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh. You jackass. What are you doing? My phone just fell on the uh, floor. Anyways, uh, this episode, like we said before... In case you forgot, it's brought to you by MP Cages and Exotics. The racks, the cages, the hot sauces, all of it. You got to check both out. Sounds like a lot of people have been interested in in Sean's racks and stuff. So I think we're we're doing our part in helping. But we're promoting him. But we also love his stuff. It's not like we're just doing it because we wanted the sponsorship. Like We believe in Sean. Sean believes in us. He, uh, it's a mutual. I, I need more rack from him. Actually, I gotta figure out. I gotta, I gotta condense more. I gotta figure something out. So. Yeah, man. <clears throat> Next anyway, week, uh, I really. Yes, this has been a, another beautiful episode of the Herpeticulture Podcast. As always, I'm Jacob Ross with JLB Morelia. I'm Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And we will catch you guys next week. Next week. Next week. Later. All right. Dude, this is-